Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chuchigatri Unlimited Trainworks Video Game Chuchu's Anime Podcast. Uh, this time around, we have a special guest who oh, no. is from the website. Yeah, there you go. You are also <laughs> from here, the website. From the, the, I'm not saying which one, but maybe you can figure out with context yeah. clues throughout I'm, the episode. Don't look. Yeah, you can't wait till the out. end for a big surprise. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hello Scott, who is joining us. Hey, uh, and as always, we have John and LV with us as, as well. Yeah, we're yes, we're here. here. We're here you. to talk about anime. Anime. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Scott, if you want to introduce yourself, you can. For I don't know okay. if there are anime-only heads out there. I, I don't know. Maybe. My, my name's Scott B. I'm, I'm online. I'm on the internet. I do... I, I've been... Here here on... I'm sorry to spoil it, but here on the Video Game Choo Choo website... <laughs> it's fine. We said later. Oh, okay. Okay, it's later. Yeah, nice. it's later's now. I've been uh I've been managing video for a little bit now and uh currently in the middle of a modded Sekiro let's play that you should check out. It's good. Yeah, it is. It's really something. Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> Going nuts. Yeah, we did we did get Shaggy in the latest one. Very excited about that. He he managed to make the time. I really respect that about him. Was that his model from Night of a Hundred Frights? No, it's his model from Jump Force. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. You're did right. you know he yeah. was in Jump Force? Yeah, I yes, I did actually. I heard this. I don't know. <laughs> what is what even is Jump Force? So I like... wanted to say recently, I actually I, I was going over Jump Force because I mean, not to get into a little bit of gaming here on an anime <laughs> podcast, but I mean, it's still getting updates for st- some reason. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Is they announced. They announced yeah, season there's, two. There's a new version coming. Up. Yeah, sorry. Of DLC, which, I mean, John, do you know anyone who said anything good about it? You're the person I feel like who would know anyone who might have like or know the news of Jump Force. The Jump Force. Yeah, absolutely nobody likes that game. Um, what do you yeah. mean? It was nominated for Game of the Year, a Fighting Game of the I, Year at the, Fighting Game of the, the VGAs. It's, I don't. I don't fucking know. It's it's so strange. I I feel like. I mean, nobody I know likes it. Nobody in yeah. the fighting game community likes it. I don't really know if you're like more casual anime fan likes it. Because I mean, that game was ugly. You know, like if you're just like a casual person who yeah, wants you to see just... Kurapika, like oof, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> if you're just somebody that's like, oh, I want to see my favorite anime f- characters fight, you know, and they don't really care about the mechanics. I don't know why they would want that because it looks awful. Yeah. Like I would understand if they were buying like the Naruto games or Kill a Kill or uh, the um, the My Hero Academia game. All those, all I, that stuff. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. actually, I was gonna say like the no, My but Hero. You're, Academia. But you're right. Like all the franchises covered in that game, they have their own fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah exactly. Naruto. Yeah, yeah. Like Dragon Ball. Yeah. yeah. Like why? Yeah, but if you're if you're getting it because you want to see all those characters fight each other yeah it still wouldn't be a good way to do that because it's like yeah i don't want to look at kaiba when he looks like that i don't want to look at goku <laughs> when he looks like that you know like i could play kakara i could play dragon ball fighters if i like my hero academia i don't want to see deku like that i can play the my hero academia fighting game like there are alternatives where they look better but the the gimmick of like actual crossover will let people play any bad game like smash brothers a uh. No, I like Smash a lot. You know I, that. 
I, 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 I just wanted to say, like, I don't know if you saw the characters that are in that, but, like, so Dragon Ball in One Piece mm-hmm. and maybe Hunter Hunter are pretty well represented. And then, like, yeah. everything else is like, fuck you. Like, they put in, like, <laughs> the the woman who's introduced in the last, like, like 25 chapters of naruto like she's there like fucking I mean, they, have, they have a they have a pretty good roster of my hair academia characters too no but they like, don't no they, they have, they have, they have well, they've, been ad- they've been adding more as dlc like they, they added they added all might and i think bakugo yes. and now they're and then they announced a season two of dlc which is insane to me that they're doing more <laughs> dlc for that game yes but they're adding the like fire ice guy i don't remember his name but yeah Todoroki. that's my boy right there um but no listen like deku is the only one who was in there at the beginning like (laughs) i like the biggest series in shonen jump right now probably like that's crazy to me um that's that's the thing though is that these are like from what i understand the arena battling genre is like pretty like pretty uh, i i don't want to say well liked but pretty uh, a pretty hot seller in japan and it does reasonably yeah, well it, it does reasonably well over here as well because there's enough people who just like play games completely uncritically who see like oh cool i got goku and naruto in this game i'm gonna jump on it Which, okay but you know, listen uh, hey people play dynasty warriors too they like they, some people <laughs> you're really right like bad games I played WWE games. Those games are trash. Listen, listen. They only have Jotaro and Dio. (laughs) That's it. I know. No one else. Listen, they'll get more. No, they're getting one more. Unless they do season three of DLC. But But, like, the promise of here's an engine where we can just, like, shovel whatever we want into it yeah and then like over time add more is like i think that's appealing to just like to just enough people not us because we enjoy games (laughs) we enjoy games (laughs) yeah yeah because there's only one character in here that i really respect which is they got the guy from city hunter uh yeah which is like that's insane pull to just randomly throw in there whatever fuck it yeah okay I also like that they put the the character from the Dragon Quest manga, like yeah. specifically that. Oh, yeah, neat. that that's an alright poll. But it's oh, just so like Shaggy's in it. Yeah, that's true. Shaggy is in it. Why is Shaggy in it? <laughs> Shaggy is not actually in it. Someone made a mod for Shaggy because everyone kept oh, okay. making all those ultra instinct Shaggy jokes. <laughs> yeah, that lasted for like a minute. It yeah. did it last for a hot minute. Was a quite a while. Yeah. Hey, anyways, this episode's about Tanaka Kun is always listless, uh, and it's an anime podcast. Which I, I mean, that was anime. Whatever, it's fine. That was anime. Yeah, that it was, was anime. anime but uh, like, yeah, let's get to the matter at hand. We watch Tanaka Kun is always listless, sure. uh, selected by our patron Century Punk, uh, thank Robin. You, thank you. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, if you watched it, you know, there's not much to say here that (laughs) (laughs) is like, we're not going to come here with some biting criticism or like, wow, I think it's really interesting that that's not what this show's about. (laughs) You know, that's not what they're going for with this show. This is a very easygoing slice of life. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll ask you, Scott, first, oh, since you're our, you're our guest. What did you think of the show? I, I am not an expert by any means. I was hoping to let y'all say something first. Okay, so, you don't have to. So, if you want me to let so someone can, else go. I, uh, yeah, yeah, go okay, for you it. Want go to, for it, okay. yeah. who, who, John, John, do you want to go first? I can. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Tanaka-kun was very good. Um, I, I agree with you, Rose, that this isn't something that I can, you know, probably talk in depth about. But this was just a nice, light comedy. Um, just a good ensemble cast of uh, a bunch of dweebs who uh, all love each other in varying ways. Um <laughs> I am just so glad that it's, I don't know, like, I, like, I am, as a straight guy, I very much see, uh-huh. try, I, I, I am, I'm not usually one of those people who sees characters and just immediately goes, oh, those two guys are dating, those two girls are dating, but most of this cast are, are gay dating each other, yeah. like, <laughs> It's are they like, though? Because I felt like they really went out of their way to make it extremely hetero. After start, starting out in such a way that is like, uh, like extremely like ah, they're, they're like openly joking about the fact that these characters do in fact love each other. But also, oh, don't worry, everyone, we're still hetero. I mean, every anime that does that, does yeah, that. it's sad. But... <laughs> That's but I'm just saying it's not good. Look, I'm I'm. Scott, I'm not giving them any real... Yeah, we're not this giving is... them any point. They're not here in this. <laughs> yeah, they're not here in this, all right? I, I, have, I have a point to make about it later, too. I mean, I can make it whenever you're done, actually. Well, sure, I, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, just seeing how Ota and Tanaka interact. Like, yeah. Ota is just Tanaka's, like, caretaker husband. It's... Like, and, and, you know, obviously, again, it's, the show doesn't really mean it that way, whatever, but it was, in, 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 with, with, with zero hyperbole, um, it was just really nice seeing a show where characters are very accepting of someone's condition. It's not like Tanaka is necessarily ill or anything like that, but... He is just extremely tired all the time. He's not really able to do a lot of stuff, but nobody gets pissed at him about it. Everyone's just like, "Yeah, Tanaka's really tired all the time. You know, we might need to help him out with they, homework." They, he- they accept it as like his quirk. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's really heartwarming. Like just o- Ota being like, "Yeah, I'm I'm here to carry him if he needs it. If you know, I'm here to help him out with things." And it's just like uh, like I remember an early episode where like. Ota gets Tanaka food, and Tanaka's just like, yeah, no, I'm, this is too much work for me to eat. Ota's just like, oh, damn, I should have gotten him something easier, and then he just ends up, like, deboning his fish and, like, helping him eat, and it's just like, (laughs) it's funny, but it's also just, like, really heartwarming. It's just like, yeah, like, Ota really cares about Tanaka, even though Tanaka's, is kind of being a pain in the ass in a way, it's still, like... It's, yeah, it's understandable. That episode where uh, Ota sprains his ankle or whatever, and Tanaka's still like, 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 you know, like, oh, hey, like, like, don't make him stand up to the teachers and stuff like that, and being like nice and stuff for him, and in his own little twisted way, I guess. And yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. I, that's that's 
a point I want to make real quick. Tanaka is a twisted little man. I just want to say, like, <laughs> he is, he's very easygoing and up. stuff like that, and everyone accepts him, but he is, he says some twisted shit sometimes, and he, he says He's it. very, he's very aware of, like, what he's like, and I yeah. think he does, he does intentionally take advantage of that, I, honestly, and that, that's kind of, like, a point brought up, like, towards the end of the series, especially when the, um, you know, the fire drill happened, and then he just unfortunately came out of the school last by himself. Like, that's fucked up. Like, that's so dangerous if that was a real fire, right? And, like, how, like, you know, he kind of just realizes, like, how dependent he is on other people. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you know, continuing on with your point on that. <laughs> oh, it's just, like, yeah, I, I think I I, I, re- I really like their uh, the relationship between Ota and Tanaka, I think, is done really well. Um, I think that it's just very warm friendship <laughs> uh <if> whatever <laughs> because like obviously that's the thing i was going to say is like this is very much you know the classic like queer baiting show that they do mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but it's at the same time it's just so like as opposed to how most of those shows go where they like are fetishizing it to such a significant degree and stuff like that or like you know making cracking jokes about it very often i feel like they don't crack a lot of jokes in this as opposed to, like they do a lot of rationalization yeah. But at the same time, like, most of those shows, what they'll do, they'll be like, oh, don't be a homo or something like that. Like, but, like, this is very, like, you know, like, they're just doing it. And then sometimes there's just a hetero thing is said <laughs> randomly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, it's this is the preferable form. This is the idealized form of this type of thing happening. Yeah, like, if they're if they're going to do it, they'll do it this way. <laughs> I would like it if it was a little bit more explicit, honestly. Like, yeah. Hey, just, yeah. just let these characters, like, please just let these characters be in a relationship together. They clearly already are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like, one of the bigger problems with this is, like, this This is a Square Enix uh, one, and uh, mm. whenever it's, like, a, like, larger publisher with, like, an established base, they always have a lot more trouble with it and stuff like that. So you can't get away with stuff like Kase-san or stuff like that, just because of how that LV, is. Um, uh, Elvie, uh, did you, did you, what are your takes? What are yeah, your takes? Yeah, I agree with Scott about, like, oh, they should just, like, kind of went full on explicit. Yeah, overall, it's a good series. Um, I, I would agree with on the fact that I, I think this series would have been even better if it just entirely focused on those two, you know, like Tanaka and Oda specifically, really? and not really expanded on this re- this extended cast as it did. Though I, I do like most of them. You know, I, I love Miana, the tiny one. She's Ugh. very good. She's just constantly <laughs> screaming. <laughs> she's just a, she's just a bundle of energy. And then I love her eventual, like, relationship developed with Ichizen, right? Or Miano, um, the, the, the delinquent girl who's kind of like a, an opposing... Um, put force to oda um yeah like i i love i love those four specifically i kind of don't like anyone else because i felt like (laughs) (laughs) uh, and like i wish she kind of stuck with those four um shiraishi you know speaking of yeah speaking of the the four straightness you know when shiraishi's introduced and like you know like i i I liked her arc and like you know she's she's trying to be like a a representative and to put together and in reality she just is kind of like a loser but she's just forcing this image upon herself and i like that but then like her whole thing where she develops a crush in tanaka and then it it kind of was like oh no i don't like this i don't like i don't like the forced like romantic subplot where she kind of becomes a weird stalker yeah, it kind yeah. of becomes the overarching plot of the show. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, no, I kind of, I just like, I just like this weird dynamic between these like goofballs, and I just want to stick to it, especially like between you know the main guys, Hanukkah and Oda specifically. Like, I love the um, 
McDonald's. I'm sorry, the Wick Donalds. Oh episode. God, I thought <laughs> that poor woman. And then they're like I... unintentionally terrorizing that poor like employee woman, and she kind of pops up again later on as a recurring. I wish she was more of a recurring character. That'd be funny if she like did constantly odd jobs. Um, yeah, they, they just and... had her like one other appearance. Yeah, and then like this whole struggle just to get fast food, and Tonko's so disappointed they don't have like the Happy Meal toy or whatever, and then, like he's struggling to drink the shake, and it just it's just a terrible day for him. But in the end, he's like, "Oh, that was fine. That was not so bad." You know, eating fast food, and then they run into the sister. The sister's another character I don't like. At first, yeah, the sister was kind of yeah, she's bad. She's twisted. She's even more twisted. <laughs> <laughs> At first, she was fine. Like I thought she was an interesting like comparison to her brother where they, they seemed like they have the same personality except she's not sleepy she's actually responsible and stuff but then they mm. had to come up with this whole thing like oh she's kind of obsessed with her brother like i don't know why that was necessary um like that whole other aspect to her like personality is fine but the, the weird obsessiveness with her brother is fine basically my main problem with the show is yeah like kind of the romance parts which are very like yeah as we were talking about kind of like oh yeah by the way they're hetero yeah. You know, just making sure they kind of they kind of like uh, disturb what I think is the nice, relaxing, comedic quality of the show where it's very quiet. And now we kind of have this weird thing where, you know, like, oh, yeah, we have plot here going on, uh, which is not what my fa- yeah my favorite aspect of the show is where it's just nice and relaxing. And there's like really funny visual gags. Um, yeah. Overall, though, I think it's a, a fun. I don't know what the word fun. I, more like, a, you know, like kind of like a. I don't know. I don't know about the word tranquil either, because at times it does get wild, right? Uh, like, yeah. I was just like a, it's just like a, it's a pleasant, light. a pleasant show. Yes, a pleasant series. It's 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 nice. It's something nice that you can put that it, you know, even in the background times. But I think there's like a lot of funny things you got to look at, right? There's like a lot of funny visual gags, mm. especially with the whole carrying thing, like where Oda carries Tanaka everywhere, <laughs> and like it's used as a transition between scenes. That's really good. Um, yeah, it's a nice, pleasant series. I think that, like, if you don't, if you need something that's not stressful, this is definitely something. Um. <laughs> yeah, it, it sort of feels like they definitely paid themselves into putting uh, some kind of overarching plot into this into what is ostensibly a show about nothing. And yeah. Then, yeah. Well, not 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 really. The show does have some pretty strong themes. I think the biggest one is like acceptance of yourself and un- and like mm-hmm. understanding more about yourself mm-hmm. and like. Uh, the the idea of like putting on a personality versus like the actual personality that you feel, which I right, think is yeah. uh, which I think is like you know pretty uh, like a- as a recurring theme, like definitely works, but it like it's it sort of dropped towards midway towards the series when it becomes more about like a, a, a romantic show because like uh, when you're doing a slice of life anime. And you want to introduce some kind of some kind of like three act structure, some kind of dramatic tension, any kind of action at all. You can't do like violent action. So what are you left with? You're you're left with like romantic tension, which just I I don't think necessarily works in this show at all, <laughs> because like uh, if anything, um, sure. Shira- Shiraishi's arc is I think I said it right. I don't remember her name exactly. Yeah, I think that's right. Shirashi's arc is uh, a classic example of like uh, how sometimes uh, people could just really fall for someone who is absolutely terrible for them, <laughs> and like a, a, a real clear warning of maybe you just should, maybe the first person you fall for is not the best. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, th- this was a manga originally, right? Yes. I could... There's... If I rewatch this, I'm sure that I could probably, like, exactly pinpoint... Probably when Shiraishi shows up. Like, that is probably the exact time that the editor, like, walked over and was like, Hey, can you, uh... Can you put more romance into this? Like, that is, like, precisely the, the volume that would have been in. Mm-hmm. It like, has precisely an manga structure, too. Like, like every every single episode just feels like uh, a set of manga chapters. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, of course there was some kind of sort of romance stuff near the beginning where, like, people were trying to figure out what Miyano was trying to do with Tanaka. <laughs> and But they played that a little bit more funnily it was a little bit more comedic and then like once miano became like more part of the group it was more average and yeah it's it's definitely intentional like from the jump and then as soon as it goes on you realize oh no her deal isn't that she's in love her deal is that she wants to grow up and she thinks tanaka (laughs) is extremely mature which is not yeah and and even to like point out another like they could have gone a little further with it, with the not being het aspect. Miano is like in love with Echizo, and, yeah. like, and so yeah. is she. <laughs> yeah, they're like in love with each other, and like Miano, like pretty explicitly says that. And you know, obviously, they're not gonna like full on have them date, which sucks. But like, I thought they were, which was the weird. Thing. It's it's <laughs> it's as explicit as it can get. But then, like the the thing is that they're. There is a, there are themes in a lot of like Yuri and like stories like that where you, like girls in like high school age will quote unquote experiment, and but they oh, don't actually God. like yeah they don't actually like go for it afterwards like it's that's why a lot that's why uh, a, fucking hibike euphonium. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, like, obviously there's a fetishization aspect to why a lot of Yuri is based in, like, high school age, but there is also just a, like, a lot of people just believe that of girls in high in Japanese high school, that they're just kind of expected to, at some point, maybe try dating a girl, but it won't actually, like, mean anything after high school. Like, it, it's it's just like a Yuri trope. All right, I have a few notes here. So I'm just going to run through them really quick. Uh, I said that uh, though I didn't feel much for her arc, Shirashi's uh, voice actor, Katori Kawai, does a great job talking oh. as her. I love listening to her speak. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the voice acting is great in this show, too. I think it's really good because her voice actor usually plays the small, twisted people like Utsuyu, uh, Utsutsu from uh, Scotchman Crowds, and oh, yeah. oh. Uh, the Nanan Biori <laughs> yeah, yeah. girl, yeah, yeah, etc. <laughs> like she, all, she usually plays stuff like that. So she's, I think it like it really does a good way of carrying that like sort of tone she would go with, but talking normally. <laughs> Yeah, she has a very, like, high-pitched voice, but the way that she uses it in this is just to kind of... It's to emphasize her being not so um, in tune with herself and maybe not being super confident. Like, you can hear in her voice that she's sometimes unsure of what she's saying, and it's very believable. Yeah. Um, I also have here, let's see, I said Echan is the best. Uh, uh, Ota is a legend. You would like her. 
Um, Ochan is like the most redeemable character. He's the man. <laughs> like I love when like the the episode where they go to McDonald's and the, or the I think it's the same episode where yeah. the sisters show up or whatever. And yeah, he's yeah. just like your brother is the most amazing man in the world. Like you should <laughs> you should be glad. You should be lucky. Oh. And it's just like oh my god. Tanaka, Tanaka asking Ota's sister before he knows that it's Ota's sister what his gorilla level is and yeah. she says it's like a three or a four and then when he finds out it's Ota he's like no I think it's a little lower than that <laughs> um, on that note Tanaka's sister is twisted also uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with her I'm glad we don't explore that too much um, <laughs> She shows up twice, so that's nice. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's. I I think I think it's it's trying to play into one of the worst one of the worst kind of yes. like bad incest tropes. And I think like largely all of these characters are tropes in some way, and it's like especially a lot of the outlying cast outside of Tanaka and Oda. Uh, but like, but like her especially is one of the worst. Yeah, I, it's why I like Oda the most because he's like. He's sort of tropey in the like big big burly helpful guy, but he's like he kind of transcends that role and becomes like way more of a defined character than than other people do. Because you you can easily slot like every other character into a defined role. Yeah, he's he's a really good straight man to the rest of the crew. Um, yeah, and but it, he especially works just because of how understanding he is. Yes, like. You know, he, I, like, I he, love the bit that he's just an extremely nice guy and helps literally everyone all the yeah. time to a fault. Yeah. It's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I, yeah, like, I, I remember I when I watched the Wick Donald's episode, I was just, like, I was screenshotting it, like, constantly because I was loving it so much. And then I remember I just, like, once the, like, sister part happened, I just tweeted out, like, anime like her voice boy, I love this show. Too bad the sister wants to fuck her brother. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. And it really doesn't fit with the rest of the show. Even yep. like it, it yeah, feels it's, so it's not even out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it's, you see the editor meant, come in. Yeah. It's meant, it's meant to just be like an offhand joke in a way that's not supposed to be explored literally in any yeah. way. But then it's like, you actually it put it under out. any kind of microscope. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, can we talk about the Wick Donald's episode? At all? <laughs> Wait, so what? What? What else about it? What? What do you? What do you want to talk about it? Because it's a really good episode. So, so hearing that this show is bankrolled by Sony makes that episode make a lot a Square more Enix. sense. Square Enix. Sorry, I. This episode is unbelievable to me. In like, in well, that you- I can't. I can't believe that it wasn't just straight up sponsored by McDonald's. I Have you, feel like... Listen, so here's the thing, Scott. You might okay. just not be familiar with anime enough, because McDonald's <laughs> is okay, basically yeah, sure. a cultural, like, it, uh-huh. it is a cornerstone of anime, I think, personally. Sure. Like, uh, Devil is a Part-Timer, right there. There you go. No, uh, there's an episode of Sakamoto-kun that is just that also. Uh, there's quite <laughs> a there's few. Like, there's, like... There's a loving craft <laughs> yeah. to this McDonald's that feels so like 
No, not even like joking about the fact that it's in a McDonald's. It's just understood. And also, man, isn't McDonald's just so great all the time? Yeah, it is all the weird. all the employees are so nice. Right. Everyone's so <laughs> he good. like examines the McDonald's as if it's some tranquil cafe to do work, which is not <laughs> something I've seen in my experience. This is a Soviet. He starts as a person who's never been to McDonald's before. That's skeptical of McDonald's. But after going in, he's like, oh yeah, McDonald's is great. We should go here every day. It's nice you thank the employee woman after who is very traumatized by just their existence (laughs) for some reason. But it's like, what? What did she do? And he never really finished his shake, I think. It's so sad. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is it really feels like they made this episode specifically and were like, okay, we're going to try and pitch this to McDonald's to see yeah. if we can get a sponsorship deal from them. I mean, that is very Square Enix sympathy yeah. concept, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe the mangaka... Maybe the mangaka just really fucking likes McDonald's. You never know, know. Yeah. Wait, that's also That's also the case, but maybe like... Maybe the fact that they said no to this was that this sister really wanted to fucking throw it. Yeah. They're like, nah, we can't be associated with that. Oh, God. Uh, how? How did this happen? How did this McDonald's episode happen? Uh, listen, I'm telling you, it is a cornerstone of the industry. Okay. Like, they have to do it. Like... Yeah. I feel like John is onto something, and that's part of why it happens. Is like there's I definitely mean, a, a shared anime universe. Yeah. Wait, like, depending on what McDonald's they have, is it is it Wack It's Donald's? usually is it Wack Wick Donald's or Wick Donald's. Is it, yeah. Which McDonald's? Yeah, it's like there's different versions of how McDonald's is presented in anime. So it's I try to make the connecting dots. Which one has what? <laughs> I understand presenting like Wack Donald's as like a, a coach a culturally Whack understood Donald's. parody. <laughs> This one is, like, just straight up, oh, McDonald's is great. Everyone should go eat at McDonald's yeah. all the time. Just It's very relaxing. It's, yeah, sure, that's what it is. That's what it was. It was, like, showing this nice pastel, like, you know, it's, with the color palette of the rest of the show, it's, like, this nice relaxing. Nothing. They lovingly recreated the, an accurate interior of a, of a McDonald's. Listen, like, I, I think parody. we can just be glad that they at least had a good message to share at the end, which was that which you should be nice to the workers street. and that's, respect that, that, yeah. what they do. Yeah. Because they are stronger than you'll ever be. That's true, <laughs> they are. Uh, yeah, whacked on. Uh, see, like, now that you said whacked on like that, I'm just thinking, like, it's like a very Banksy thing now. Like, it's like... <laughs> It's <laughs> like they're cutting the commentary underneath. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how fucked fucking up whacked on. Banksy made Tonica <laughs> is always listless. Uh, uh, is there anything else we want to say about Tonica Coon? I mean, I probably have a lot of things to say at this point. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. I, I love the opening and how like it cuts into like the start of the episode. Yeah. It just fades. Mm-hmm. It, it like it, it like. Blue, like you know, it bleeds into the opening. I, I, I like that. It's kind of this idea. It's like 
everything's outside and i think there were only like two episodes where, where it was raining and he just didn't feel like getting an umbrella that was a whole thing right um <laughs> like there was only those two episodes where the color palette was a little different and grayer but most part that color palette was consistently like it feels like you know very pastoral like oh we're outside it's like spring you know yeah actually there was never a season change in this show you know sometimes were like there? like school yeah. series they have like a season change you know just in the middle of it and there wasn't they, like they we were consistently like a spring summer, summer. Break, at least yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they like went through the environment break. doesn't really like change yeah. that much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They didn't want to have to draw snow. <laughs> <laughs> they spent all the budget yeah. on Whack Donalds. Okay, <laughs> they spent all the budget on that school. Did you see how well is, yeah, that oh, it's was? a big school. It's what a big world? school, yeah. and not even in like a shaft way. Just in like a like this is like <laughs> a fucking like massive university or for something. for no reason. Yeah. yeah, it looked like a museum. Like why the ceiling was kind of weird. Like there were just like a lot of strange like. Yeah. Like abstract ceiling elements for no reason. Really high ceilings, it was, yeah. It was extremely modern art in the way it was built, in a way that's like, was this modeled <laughs> after a real school? Like, it has to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That might be something that we're looking into, or it's just interesting for the sake of being interesting. Um. I, yeah, I, I have like a weird feeling. My. I have, like, a weird conspiracy theory, I should say, that that slice-of-life anime is designed very deliberately by... uh, designed and commissioned very deliberately by a conservative government to try and emphasize the, like, just uh, completely peaceful nature of school life as though students in school aren't actively struggling in Japan. And that, you know, everyone should just be hetero, of course. <laughs> see, that, is, that is valid. We never really see, you know, unless the series is, like, really a drama, like, a lot of these shows don't really show them doing schoolwork, or, like, we're gonna do the school, you know, like, the school festival is the most stressful thing, I'm sure, like, these students go through every year, Oh, right? yeah, they just, and they, they we, just we don't really see perfectly. them, like, have a major, like, Listen, stress meltdown. Here, yeah, I'm going to counteract this point. Well, first I'm <laughs> going to say that I think, like... That's an interesting point to make, and I think it is very viable, but I believe that the reality is, and I, I talk about this very often with a lot of things, is that I think the authors are just trying to live their fantasies that they have. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All the way. Um, oh, yeah. The main reason I am saying this is because a reoccurring thing in a lot of slice of life things is, oh no, X is getting closed down because the budget for the school isn't going, <laughs> or stuff so, like oh, that. Oh, no. like, I mean, yeah. like, look at the asteroid in love, right? They literally, yeah. like, just combined the geology and ast- astronomy departments into one. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. And make them work in an old hut. Like, it's... I... Yeah, they're, like, little lesbian commune thing, like, going on. <laughs> Living with your friends. Yes, quote-unquote friends. Uh, um, no, yeah, usually... I mean, like, and I, I think a lot of creators are very transparent of, like, the fact that, um, they, yeah, they didn't probably have like a good welcoming school life i think um you know the i think the creator of sailor moon herself yeah the creator of sailor moon herself said like you know i think she was quotes explicitly in in a very old um you know interview or something or she said swizzly she wanted to create characters that she would like to have been friends with during school because she did not have she did not she i think she outright said she did not have a great time at school when she was you know going through it so I, I think i think like especially like stuff centered in school it, it makes sense that a lot of them are projecting their own fantasy of like what they would have liked the experience to be um you know in a good way so you know it's it's a nice little thing for projecting uh for for i mean for other people to kind of project themselves in like what that situation would be like too it's kind of like a healthy 
healthy thing, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose. Thinking about nice things is fairly healthy for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't know what that's about. <laughs> uh, uh. But uh, I, I will say another thing I, I, I appreciate about this show uh, is that there is a there's a strong attention to detail to what it's like sleeping in class. Which, as someone who was not a great student in high school, I can tell you, this is this feels very accurate. Like, like uh, I think it was the first episode where he's going through all the different ways in which you would sleep on your hands, and it's yeah. like, yeah, dude, you can't sleep like that. You literally can't. Yeah. It will just like hurt your arm. Uh, I've I've woken up after class many times where my hand is like resting or my chin is like resting like on my open palm and it's like ah my complete my arm is asleep now and my wrist really hurts yeah that's not good or like waking up with an impression on your face and it's just yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh there's there's a handprint <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah. It, it, it's it's interesting i'm like i'm wondering where they they like got inspiration for that from like i'm I'm sure there was a a sleepy boy in class or something i i i just i just want to know like where 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 conceptually this 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 idea for a main character came from who as a main character i must say really not my favorite <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's bold. That's what I think. I don't know. I think, like, <laughs> yeah. most of the time you just get boring, boring man yeah. who yeah. looks like this, but it, is like, hey, guys, friendship. He's, he's definitely... Uh, <laughs> he's an extremely Joker-fied protagonist. He I is. Really yes, no, that. you're right. You're absolutely right. That's what I said. He's a twisted man. He is... He is... He is. He has darkness in his heart, but he is using it in a... <laughs> proactive way that helps his friends at the very least <laughs> and also man. everyone fucking loves this guy oh yeah what's not to love what's people love the love. joker <laughs> i love whenever i'm socially distant with every single person i know and then every single girl is like i can't not want to fuck this guy listen that's <laughs> how it happens no sure yeah of course <sighs> okay I like that I said that we probably have nothing to say. <laughs> we talked for like 25 I, minutes about it. Yeah, sure. I, I found it pretty difficult to get through this show. I, it's, I mean, like I, that's, that's always the problem we run into with these stuff. I, like, I liked when we do this type of thing, to, especially when we break off like more intense things that we watch. Like we just want Violet here's Evergarden. A, here's the free. thing is, I was like... I, I'm a dude who fucking loves some intense anime. When I when I suggested coming on here, I was like, oh shit, I wonder what wild stuff they're going to recommend to me, <laughs> and we're going to see what we watch, and then it's this slice of life anime yeah. about a boy who sleeps. <laughs> listen, <laughs> when you put it like that, listen, listen, like the last anime we watched was about fucking like a war orphan who killed oh, like man. hundreds of people, and it's just like, I was like, maybe we should go a little mellow this time. Scott, here's the thing though, it's not really about that, it's about her writing shit. But also she like, it's, she's like, ugh. 
there's it's, some scenes of her whipping ass, all right? I'm not going to Listen, I'm not she's gonna depressed lie. is the main thing. It was very, she's very depressing. depressing. Oh, like, and I was just like, I want, let's be happy. And then I was like, man, you know, every time I choose a slice of life one, it is a little hard because we're like shotgunning something that's ostensibly meant for like four <laughs> months. Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, it was also like a ca- uh, I, I had to like start watching it around the time Final Fantasy 7 like just right, came out. Yeah. So I'm like, oh fuck, I just want to play more of this, but I gotta watch the, the Sleepy Boy anime. <laughs> Look, Scott, we 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 all have to drag ourselves through an anime at least at one point. Like I, like, I know. Look, when everyone else was watching Yu Yu Shiki and saying how good it was, and I was like, I, I like, I, I was, it was, it was like walking on glass for me. It was really <laughs> bad. It was, yeah, it was purely a matter of timing. Like, I, I came on wanting to like talk about something else, but like, I felt like maybe the discussion I wanted to have was not super productive and not something we should really focus on. And then, like, as a matter of pure timing. I get sleepy boy anime, and that's fine. <laughs> I, I'm I'm here to broaden my horizons and expand upon the things that I watch because I w- I would like to watch more anime, you know. All right. Well, we have plenty that we're going to tell you about today. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, excellent. I'm going to keep proper notes. Because you have come here right after the new season of anime has started, and we've actually watched the shows now. Oh, yeah. Uh. So we have quite a bit to get through. Um, all right, uh, let me see. How, how should we start? Uh, oh, let me let me ask for beforehand. Before I, I jump into this real quick, Elvie, have you seen Gallon Dino? No, I unfortunately haven't, but I am oh, planning on. You can spoil it. I don't okay. know. Is there is, is it possible for that show to be spoiled? Uh, it it doesn't is. look like it has. A... It is. It is. Oh, really? Okay. It's extremely. Good. All right, John. Let's well, talk I'm glad about to hear this. Real that quick. It's really good, as I've been expecting. It's very that's good. Kind of my, that's that's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. And so, the French guy's there again. He is. He there is again. So, yeah. God. <laughs> so, so, Gallon Dinosaur is being made by the people that made the Pop Team Epic anime, King Records. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it it is very apparent that it is, like, not just, like, oh, hey, like, the same studio. Where, like, the same people. This is the same style. The same comedy. The as same the production value. Also, yeah. like, very, very good. And so, for those of you who don't know, Gal and Dinosaur is based on a, a manga that... It's a little weird, but it is very lax in its weirdness. It's just about this, like... Like a gal who, you know, if you're not very aware of the kind of gal style in Japan, it's the kind of basically just think of Junko from Dangarampa. She's yeah. a gal. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and what a gal! Yeah, <laughs> don't get um, him started. It's like a it's like a preppy uh, kind of subculture, fashion right. subculture, right? Where like very 2000s fashion, I think, like harkening <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. to like Paris Hilton in a way. Like if that's like a good visual reference, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and she just randomly ends up bringing a dinosaur home, like a, like a cute, but like, not like a big ass dinosaur, like a little cute, like mascot looking dinosaur. It's a Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it's like a Muppet. Muppet. It's it, very yeah, good. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mouth and two eyes. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> and it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable. The manga is really cute. It's just like about, about her, like going through her life with this dinosaur. And... Half of Gallon Dinosaur is that. The first half of the of the anime is that. They oh just straight up animate the manga. There are some little bits where they 
do like um like it's kind of a claymation stop motion sort of thing of Mm -hmm. like different gags from the manga it's all very well animated it's all gorgeous you know obviously that team is going to make some really nice looking stuff and then they're also going to like experiment with style exactly like they did with pop team epic yeah can i just say you can tell when the french dude did it like too like it's <laughs> insane because like remember when he did the pop team stuff like everyone was so like fluidly animated compared to everything else like when you they show his short that he did it was so like insanely like you could tell it was him instantly even though it said because like the dino's arms were just moving so fast <laughs> like it was like oh my god i mean it, it probably also help that because they just they think it's hilarious that he's French. There's yeah. just French in they just all the French. entire <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but then the second half kicks in. And if you recall how in Pop Team Epic the the gag was, it was they they had different voice actors do, playing each character, and they would have the female voice actor and the male voice actors. They went another Instead level. Of, Instead of doing that, yeah, they went next level, and the second half is is in live action, and it stars the dinosaur with this, like, old dude kind of sort of playing the role of the gal. Yeah. But then... But he is his own man. Like, he's not, like, pretending to be her or anything. He just acts like her, but is him. Yeah, it's 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 not like it's completely repeating the story from the from the episode. It's just kind of about him, like bringing the dinosaur home and then it's around Christmas time and they celebrate it. And then he dies and then Shota Aoi shows up and is like, no, I need to save him. And like, tries to like, (laughs) (laughs) it's really fucking crazy. And that's just the first episode. Yeah. That's just the first episode. Shota Aoi is the, if you remember in Pop Team Epic, the live action man who showed up at one point, yeah, he's that's an idol. Him. Yeah, he, yeah. So he's in the same outfit he wore then. Um, oh man! And he's standing in a smoke, smoky void. <laughs> they just <laughs> cut to, and he's just, he's just like impossible. How could this happen? Like over and over again. And then like, not to like go beat by beat for the next episode, but the next episode like just resets to Christmas from the beginning again, and like <laughs> there is this incredible scene where like so first they just show him like the dinosaur looks out the window, which is a person in the dinosaur suit basically that they swap out the eyes for and everything just to convey emotion. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and every time the dinosaur moves, it makes like lightsaber noises or air horn noises. Um, which is very, very good. Um, uh, he, although only the dinosaur can see Shotaui, uh, who tells him that it is not his fault. That's all he says. Uh, and then, like, they, they, they continue about, like, it's a normal thing or whatever, some things change. It cuts to the wall where there is just a black and white photo of what appears to be an American school. <laughs> Uh, yeah. where there is a child version of the old man. Very clearly they chose a child with a similar facial structure to him. This is black no, and white. I, I, no, you th- they, just, they just photoshopped the man's face onto a child. You think so? I think, I yes. think they, Okay. Well, they did that, and then they just put, they photoshopped Shout Out in the photo behind him. It's like, it's like The Shining. It's really good. It's, it, and this whole thing is incredible, and I won't spoil anymore. Just know that, that it continues and it is That's incredible. Really 
they have like custom it. music and everything. They are going oh like God. next level with this stuff in a way that I am very much appreciating. Cause like, I, listen, I liked the gag for Pop Team Epic where they were picking like well known voice actors or whatever to just do like you know funny at the end. But this is like, <laughs> this is a whole nother ball game. They're basically yeah. filming a drama at the end. That's an entirely yeah. different story. <laughs> I admittedly didn't, like, I've talked about it on the show, I didn't like the Pop Team Epic anime just because I liked the style, I liked the animation, I liked what they were trying to do. I thought the joke where they re-recorded it was, like, funny on paper, but not really in practice. And then also I felt like at times the snappiness of the manga was a little, like, better time than the animation. But here, it's just pure hilarious. It They're just playing with everything they're just throwing like spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks and all of it's sticking it's great they got told that they were going to make this manga or they were going to make an anime adaptation of this manga that's just like oh hey it's just this cute dinosaur and they were like oh we're gonna adapt the shit out of this (laughs) i would highly recommend it like honestly i would I would, I could very easily say this will probably be my favorite of the season. This is, as long as it keeps, go, get, if it keeps ramping up like it is and it keeps being crazy, I could see this being my favorite of the season easy. That's really good. Yeah, I'm very positive on it as well. Um, yeah. I'm waiting for Papako and Peepa Me to show up, like, straight up. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm ready. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. I'm fucking ready. Um, alright, yeah, uh... Uh, LV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> so you know what? I was going to say something to you, but then I just mm-hmm. saw that you could, you said, we, one, these, here, here's one we can skip if we need to, but then you wrote like 30 <laughs> bulletins for it, and I have to <laughs> <Don't> know. <worry. laughs> I have to know. Tell, oh, great. Okay. Well, we can talk about that. Yeah. Please yes. tell me about Tom. This is Uchitama, right? This is, yes, yeah, yes. Uchitama. Okay. Uh, please, please tell me about this. I need to okay, know. Okay, so um, I need to start from. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a moment. Where we're gonna have like a vision back to my childhood, where there was a child. There was a. There was a. There was a cute little franchise. Cute little like merchandise franchise, character franchise called Tama and Friends, and um, it's not. I think it's not. I think it's not Sanrio. It's not Sanrio at all. I think it's like a, it's under a Sony subsidiary. Um, oh yes, and, I see. Yeah, and you know, Tom and Friends basically revolves around like a bunch of these pets, mostly cats and dogs. So, you know, just uh, you know, once in a while they're running around the city, just doing their thing, and like the um, yeah, and then it's just like a cute little thing, um, or you know, meant to sell merch, you know, akin to like Hello Kitty, Real Kuma, etc. Um, and like they have a bunch of like anime shorts, and and like there was a bunch of anime series um, revolving around their adventures, and like yeah, the the usually the premise involves around like you know Tama, the main cat, he um he would often get lost, and I think actually the premise of the idea the uh, of like Tama and friends it, it came to the mind of um the creator who who saw unfortunately like you know it's kind of sad, but like they saw like a po- a missing cat poster that said something where is my Tama. So that's kind of like the whole deal, and that's why Tama's named Tama, and and yeah, like again, it's just literally a cute kids property where like again, imagine if you if you don't know what it looks like, just imagine cute cat characters and cute little dogs, etc. Just that, like you know, like again, it, like again, it looks very similar to how Hill Kitty is designed, you know, since that's the most iconic visual reference I can mention. Yeah, um, you know, it's very bold lines, you know, very simple shapes, they're very round, a lot of circles, etc. And then now we have this recent series, Uchitama. I know, where's my Tama again? Um, 
a lot of series, uh, and they decided, you know, you know, let's let's reboot the series. Let's uh, let's make let's make them people. Let's anthropomorphize <laughs> yeah. them into handsome people. <laughs> let's make them people. And and when. And I don't know, like, I, 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 this series was, um, one of the series, like, I saw it as a kid, I think it was WB Kids, actually, pre, pre, pre-four kids, uh, Fox Block, I don't know, one of those, one of those, they, like, went through five different incarnations for the Saturday morning cartoon thing. I saw one of those series, and that's kind of how I was familiar with it. I do remember, I think I had notebooks of, you know, the characters and stuff, and, like, all that, you know, stationary, but, um... Yeah, so this is something kind of near and dear to me, and they did this, and I was like, "Shit, I gotta see this." What? What I like travesty? That they did this. What travesty is this? And I'm gonna start saying, "Oh, it's actually kind of clever. It's not oh. that bad." But I must say, this series would have not had happened. You know, the idea of taking this very pure, joyful, blissful children's property and making it like a Bishonin thing—that came from a perverted mind. You cannot have yeah. not been a pervert and not like. Let's do that. This is how we're going to reboot the series. Because I can't, like, they can, you know, um, there's been rumors in the past of them rebooting Hamtaro. Like, imagine if they did it with Hamtaro. Like, you know, like, they'll be like, let's make Hamtaro, like, this weird, uh, you know, <laughs> let's make Hamtaro like a teenage boy. Like, oh, how God. would that be, you know, and make all of them kind of kind of that, you know, that's what that is. Fruits Basket's uh, big right now. Yeah. Ex- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know why they decided to do this. I, I I think what they're trying to do is akin to what they did with Sanrio Boys, which is not the same thing. Sanrio Boys literally is yeah. just like an original property. We're like, you know, let's make this like cute little, which which doesn't make sense to me. First of all, like a lot of women like Hello Kitty as is. We don't need like attractive anime boys to like hook people into <laughs> Hello Kitty. You know, I don't know why that was necessary, but I think that's what they're trying to do. I, I, I'm i worried about those trends. So if Hamtaro does come back, I hope they don't do this, but if they do, I would not be shocked by it. Um, but anyway, a lot of the episodes in the series actually recreates a bunch of the older episodes from the past anime skits. So a lot of them are basically skits. There's usually like two or three per episode. And yeah, I wrote about a list because there are a lot of things that stood out to me. So definitely the series I don't think is for the original demographic of young children. I think they're trying to like definitely aim towards the much older people who probably grew up with the series and were like, hey, you're adults now, so yeah. we can make adult jokes. So um so there's a pitbull character that he you know, he's he's like a you know, like he's like a pitbull character and he does not look like how I think he would look like. Of course they made everyone kinda cute or handsome. It's like this is not how he should look. Like he should look a little more like rough around the edges, but alas, they made him handsome and they kinda made him a weird playboy. I don't know about that. I'm not about that. He has a crush on I mean let me try to go down the cast list. So there's Momo. Momo is a cat who like um she she's like a pet she's like the pet of like some of the cafe owners in the town and like how they so what's what's funny about the series is you know they kind of, it's like it does the cute thing where they kind of see the world in a different way than the humans do um and they kind of just re-emphasize that fact like here especially now that we kind of see them in an anthropomorphized form so they're not literally anthropomorphized um it's like they see themselves though as those characters though so when it shifts back and forth between the human perspective like their owners or like any of the town's residents we don't see them at all actually it's very interesting we don't see the humans at all when we see them in like the like their anthropomorphized perspective when it cuts back to the humans we see them as their regular cat and dog forms so that's cut where it's kind of weird uh and you know they don't talk at all in that in that 
standpoint, but like when we go back and forth, like they're talking, right? Um, so like some of the things like of you know some of the things they misinterpret or like reinterpret for their own like way of seeing things is that like Momo is the Momo is um uh the pet of like uh one of the cafe owners like in one of the local cafes, and so how they see Momo though in their envision you know in their interpretation of the world as cats and dogs is that Momo is actually a waitress and you know she, she how she looks like in human form is that she looks like a cat girl maid waitress thing so that's kind of how they see her um there's a their names are not here there's a lot of them i think it's poochie 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 is like oh, the main the dog, dog. poochie's poochie's friend dog with friend tama with and poochie's yeah, yeah. Ta- poochie's uh the best friends with tama and poochie um he's like the pet oh he's the pet of like one of the tofu shop owners and poochie like loves tofu and stuff you know it's just like a bunch of things like that um and um there's an episode where poochie's like poochie's kind of like very soft and very you know like you know like a softy and like he that's and there's one episode where he gets upset where he goes oh no i'm not i no one's taking me seriously like he he goes sicko mode he loses his mind right poochie loses his mind and um he tries to be tough but then like it's a whole thing in the episode where the humans are just thinking he's acting cuter and like they're taking pictures and posting it on social media and stuff Whereas on the uh, on their perspective, they think Poochie's actually legitimately scary at that point. So, <laughs> but there's a lot of things like that. But yeah, there's like there's um again just to reiterate that this show is not for like the original epigraphic. This show is meant for like I think the people who grew up with the IP and was like yeah now you can now you can have a dirty joke here because they have like a very <laughs> obvious like at some point they have a very obvious catnip is drugs joke at some point like uh, one of the cop dogs is like trying to you know, do a crackdown on something, and Ooh. they don't really say what, and it's it's just catnip, and then it's like, oh, it's catnip. Um, they have a gotcha joke at some point. It's hard to explain, but uh, they were, <laughs> which is not something I think kids should be exposed to. Kids, <laughs> kids should be kids, kids should be kept away from gotcha, I think. You're 100%. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, where they're trying to just, you know, they're trying to do play fighting in the park, and they're doing the whole thing where they're making pulls of each other. It was very weird. <laughs> um... There, there's a weird skit where the older dogs are talking about why, why do humans have only two nips? I'm pretty sure that was not in the original what? series. They were very, yeah, they outright, they were outright talking about nipples. I was like, oh shit. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a weird acid trip of a series. Uh, <laughs> no, but like honestly, a lot of things. I was very shocked. I was surprised it was just going to be like one of those baby things. But like, no, actually, no, it's um some of the things they do is clever and like especially when now that they have this like second layer to it um but again like most of them are just remaking um some stuff from past series some skits they remade like one particular episode which was kind of nuts that i don't know how to feel about where um there's a there's a stray cat character where um guy's name it's not coming to me right now because it's it's been a while uh it's like it's it's like i'm almost done with the series but for some i think it's been done but i've what I'm watching it on is not complete yet, but I think it's been done for, for the past season. Um, where there's a, uh, they show the backstory of one of the stray cat characters and it's very sad. Basically his past owner, he was just ill and died. You know, that's it. That's it. Hmm. And the episode ends with, um, you know, he kind of has like, a, you know, it's like the summer festival and, you know, they're away from their humans and they're trying to find out where, Oh, Nora, his name is Nora. Cause apparently Nora in Japanese means stray or abandoned. So that's kind of, weird that he was named that (laughs) um and um he at the end of the episode he in present day you know after his long depressing flashback uh he he finds a kitten shivering in the forest and 
in the original series, you know, for the, for children, the cat does not survive. They outright like have this really insane like, like I highly recommend recommend looking at the episode. It's very interesting. It's like very artistically like, this is this is like really upsetting. Like wow, they showed this to children, um, where the cat does not survive in this in this in this remake of the episode. The cat survives. I'm like, huh, okay, that's a little weird, um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, I do. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I just blanked out. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> I do. I, this this series is a lot. I just yeah, I was just like, well, this series like is it. fucked up. This series is fucked up. Um, um, yeah, there's like again, the original series kind of had like a lot of dark episodes. You know, teaching kids about like, yeah, you know, unfortunately, you know, friendship friends like move away or death happens. You know, something, <laughs> which is what happens here too. They actually do have some a couple episodes where they meet a new character, but the character either moves away or they get adopted. You know, like they meet another straight cat. It's like, oh, you know, and they're like in a way, it's like one of those things about letting go. They there's another episode where a cat, a competing cat cafe. So I uh, just to know, Momo does not work at a cat cafe. It's just a regular cafe, but she's like a pet that you know is there. But mm-hmm. they actually have a legit cat cafe where they're very impressed by, and of course, so all those cats and dogs are translated as literal like you know butler made cafe people. Um, and there's a weird comment at the end of the episode where they're not sure if that, you know, like Momo has like a very competitive streak with this one cat. And I'm saying he because they've been saying he throughout the episode, but there's a weird comment at the end where they're not sure what his gender is. Very odd. Uh, like, I don't know, just, just just very odd, like, choices made in the series that I don't quite understand. And they don't really <laughs> revisit it, but say la vie. Um, not done with the series. Unfortunately, do have to finish it. Um, but that's my that's my take on Tom and Friends. Really, it's just it's a very odd series. But it is. It's kind. Of, it's actually nice. And then some of the gags are legitimately funny. Um, it's like a yeah. It's just a weird adult take on something that was meant for children. If I were to sum it up, it, it might be worth looking into. But I feel like it's not really going to connect with someone if you don't have familiarization with Tom and Friends. Yeah. Vanilla. Because like it, like it feels like it's operating under the assumption that you know this stuff, right? Like, yeah, so you can appreciate yeah. the departure. Yeah, or the, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, the, what, yeah, how what they they readapt because it frames it in the beginning as of kind of restarting the story where um one of the characters moves in and they never met him before, so it literally is kind of like a a restart in a way. Um, because I feel like if you don't and you just kind of walk in, you're just gonna be like, what is this perverted thing? You know, like, it is perverted. I think it, again, it's perverted. Nothing perverted happens really, but it is perverted, perverted in concept. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, hoping no, no other future children's property might do this. But for what for what this did, I think it, like it does some cover things. It's a little hard to describe without visually showing it, but like it's it's fine. It's fine so far. <laughs> all right well uh, thank you yeah. for teaching me about it because i've been wondering for quite some time it is God. sat there we watched half of one episode i think uh and it's then very strange it sat yeah. there and we we're just like oh no we're so behind on <laughs> where's my time <laughs> like because we don't know we don't know the source material so i think mm-hmm. like it probably wouldn't have uh hit us at all um oh well thank you yes yes um <laughs> I'm going to talk about some bullshit, but before that, Scott, do you have anything you, you're wondering or you want to share? Out of, out of anime? Uh, yeah. At this current moment, I do not. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, then let me talk about the case files of Julia Richards' finale. <laughs> oh my Uh-oh. god. Okay. Uh-oh. That screenshot was very fucked up. Yeah, so... That showed, that tease. <laughs> so, what happens is uh, <clears throat> the final episode started with Seiji, who's the main protagonist. Uh, he's approached by his his father on the street, 
And his father reveals that he has been stalking him for quite some time. Uh, and but Sage is having none of it. He just walks. He he walks away. He he hops on a train really quick and gets away from him. Uh, but like over time, like he keeps showing up as he's going to work and stuff like that, and just being like, "Oh, what's wrong with an old man spending time with his son?" and stuff like that. After that, we were shown various scenes of him being abusive to him at growing up and stuff like that. So we mm-hmm. we know the reasons over time. Uh, he keeps stalking him though. He just keeps stalking him, and eventually, Sagey just goes, "I'm quitting my job. I can't handle this anymore." He just tells Richard he's quitting and stays home. When he gets home after quitting, his landlord goes, "Oh, I oh I I just gave your dad the key. Don't worry, <laughs> to your home." Oh God! Uh, and he's like, "Oh cool. man!" So he just walks out, and his dad's already like almost there, and he's like, "Oh hey, how's it going? Let's hang out." <laughs> and he walks into a he just walks to a store. The dad just keeps following him, trying to talk to him, and he's like, "Oh, you're so mean to me." He walks into the store, walks into this aisle with knives, uh, uh-huh. and he's just looking at all these knives while he keeps talking to him. He buys a knife. <laughs> And then just keeps walking while the dad's following him. They go to a park, and then he just turns around to the dad and says, if you don't leave in 20 seconds, I'm going to stab you. Uh, and he's just like, oh. like Then he just starts being a bastard to him or whatever about it, and then eventually he runs away from him after he is literally about to stab him. Uh, and uh, after that, they show multiple dreams where he does stab him. Uh, oh, okay. And he and Richard becomes distressed because he has he's not responding to any of his texts or anything. So Richard seems to be hiring a hitman. <laughs> All right, uh, cool. And talking in like the shadows and stuff, and he's like, "I'm great. You're here for the job and stuff like that or whatever." Uh, and then at the end, confronts the father. Uh, but it is revealed that the hitman is not a hitman. It is his step, which I really would have believed it was after the whole lore about, you know, like Richard being this weird con man from India and stuff like that, that we went through before. But no, it's his, mm-hmm. it's, it's Seiji's stepfather who loves him very much. Uh, and <laughs> uh. he punches the dad in the street and then <laughs> the says like, yeah, and says something. like, I will d- destroy you if this, <laughs> if you, if I ever see you again. What the show become i don't know this is out of nowhere uh, it was about jewels and, and then well listen like, don't worry rocks. because at the very end they uh-huh. both show their jewels again to each other that they they're matching oh, jewels they, they have, showed her jewels and to they each go other. don't forget don't forget sagey richard says i'll always love you and he goes i i love you too richard and then it ends uh, so mm. that was a hell of a show, is what I'm going to say right now. That's I, the roller coaster that it took me for the case files of Julia Richard, which the show is barely about. I just want to go on real quick, barely <laughs> about that because like episode eight, they just fuck off to England and do that whole arc about weird racism and them getting married and stuff, and then like I don't even know. Very strange. Wait, what happened to that engagement thing? Was oh, that just they just ignored it. I don't know. They did. And give now it they're t- just gay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Now they're just actually uh, admitting we are the gay. The girl never Asian. appeared again after that. That's yeah, that, that other girl never appeared again. No. When she was done, she was yeah, gone. She was gone. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very interesting. Very, very. <laughs> I. It's the type of show that you watch and you're just like, 
man, this is happening. <laughs> like, I, that's how I feel. Like, I don't know a better way to describe it. Like, it's just like, it's just like, it's like it hooks you in and you're just like, even if it's not like anything substantial or like meaningful or like, like you, like you said, I'll mm-hmm. the original reason you dropped it is because like they weren't doing anything novel with it being an anime, right? Like it, it's, yeah. it's something you could read. And, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, they still didn't do anything like crazy with the animation. It's very like dull uh-huh. stuff, but, but it's just like, these plot lines, it is like watching a soap opera. Like, it is, mm-hmm. like, in a way that, like, most shows are not. Like, and the right. fact that it is all, like, supplemented by this weird pseudo no homo thing that is way over the top into, like, how can they even, like, deny this at any point when they are doing this shit? Like, it is very interesting. Very, very <laughs> hell of a show. I'm glad I watched it, frankly. I. <laughs> I had a real time. Also because the ending song, I've talked about this before, but the ending song sounds like it's from the room. Like it is this it is this English oh. love song that is like yeah. you are the one. Like it Yeah, is now that insane. you think about it. Yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know if I should like recommend it or anything. But, like <laughs> if you're like looking for like a a trashy soap opera type thing or something like that or you like you know like it is it is very funny it is very funny to watch <laughs> like it is it is an amusing experience um yeah so i had i had fun i had fun with that um john yes you know what else is fun uh real quick i yeah? i fucked up I forgot to read an opinion about Tanaka Kun. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh shit, that's okay. Go, oh, no. go ahead. We can read that. Yeah, go ahead. I'll do that real quick. Uh, Trixie sent in an opinion. So hello, Trixie. I hope you're doing well out there. Uh, Trixie said Tanaka Kun is a warm, easy to watch show filled with impeccable comedic timing and a knack for making an ostensibly boring and nothing character interesting via the scenarios and jokes he's thrust into. In a way, the show reminds me of a sitcom in style and presentation. Not a bad thing. Some character traits are annoying, and anything to do with the romance in the show does not land, but it's still a consistently fun and easy time that I can't help love all the same. Yeah. 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 Right about okay. the romance thing, as we said. Like, it's, it's yeah. just like, unless <laughs> it's the, the stuff that we know is real shit, like, it is very, <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah, we're... We we need we're the ones who should be writing Tanaka. You know what? I forgot to mention the weirdest scene in the entire series. Okay, the weirdest scene to me in the whole series is in the festival episode, or not the festival Mm -hmm. episode, the fireworks episode, Mm -hmm. where they just inexplicably, straight up out of nowhere, are like, uh, Achan and Ota love each other. Like, remember I, I that? like as a subplot yeah. that was like kind of a little bit building up, not really. Yeah. But like, really, I, I, I feel, feel like, like it, I didn't. Feel I feel like, like they didn't talk about it for episodes at that point. Like, hmm. and then they just brought it up. I don't. Maybe I mean, I, I mean, there was um, like they they lived next to each other, so there's the whole like childhood friend thing, and then there's also I, I'm pretty sure the. The scene where uh, Tanaka is, like, so tired he doesn't want to pronounce her last name thing, and then she takes it as, like, a a wedding proposal, and she's Uh like, oh, well, I would date Oda, too. Like, that whole thing. There's that. So it's not completely without it. I guess it's not completely. But it was just so weird, especially, like, when she's on an effing date. Like I still agree. I still agree. I still agree. They they should have just, like... 
They should have, I mean, I'm guessing they were maybe hoping for a season two at some point, but, like, they should have just made those relations. Like, even even the weird hetero relationships, they should have just made explicit. Like, mm-hmm. ending ending the entire thing on a weird nebulous note between Shirashi and Tanaka is, like, you know, she, she gets rejected, but the, the moral of the story is, just keep trying, eventually it'll work yeah, out. It's slow. That doesn't work chill. with relationships. Yeah. Normal. <laughs> Very normal. Uh, anyway, wh- so yes, I, I apologize. You know what else Rose. is what, good, John? <laughs> what is good? Kaguya. That's true. It it really is. Have I, you seen I've episode only, two yet? Okay. I've only seen the first episode, but let me tell you, it was like slipping on an old pair of shoes. It felt great to just be back with those characters. It was like. A beat was never skipped. It was so nice to see them. I know you've seen episode two, though. Yeah, it's I still just want as good. I'm not going to spoil anything. I think that is one of the best episodes they have ever done of that show. That's what I'm going to say. Hell they, yes. They don't miss anything. Like, it just keeps firing off, like, in great shit. It's like a very heavily Kaguya-focused episode. Mm-hmm. And it is extremely good. It is, it is very, very, very good. They introduced Chica's twisted sister. Chica's twisted sister? She is a twisted animal. You will see. She wears a shirt that says primal on it. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. <laughs> uh, well, I know exactly what I'm doing after we're done recording. It's very, very good. And plus they they showed the I mean they showed the opening at the end of the last one, but the the opening is is very good again. They got the same I'm love glad. singer guy, so. Yeah it's that guy's very good it's it's like a yeah it sounds like a lounge singer kind of thing yeah uh i don't know what else that we can say oh yeah no it's just it's super fun oh no i thought scott was gonna say something no i yawned oh okay <laughs> <laughs> wow well fuck you too I, <laughs> much no much like tanaka i've become something of a sleepy boy these oh last well we few accept days. you just like in tanaka oh thank you mm-hmm. so much <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah I, I don't know what else there is to say about kaguya but uh yeah just, the, the, it's there's good. only been one one or two well, there's been two episodes so far so there's and not we've too discussed much we can it say. at length i think in the past yeah we have talked a lot about kaguya this is very much just they're doing more of it and it's just as good if according to you if not better than very, previous very episodes so you know just keep keep going if you if you like the old stuff watch the new stuff because it's just as good good stuff Mm-hmm. Um, Should we talk about some fucked up stuff that I've yeah, been watching? Yeah, talk about some fucked up thing. Yeah, why not? Right. Fuck it. Okay, S- Scott, how about you choose? You should choose which sure. of the three fucked up things I should talk about. We got Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and Precure. What uh, should I do? Let's let's go about the let's go with the one I don't know anything about. Precure. All right. It has been shown to the masses and has done harm. Is your note for the week? Excuse yes. me. <laughs> What? What happened to healing good? Healing no. bad. <laughs> healing bad. We are. I am active. I have. I have fully embraced the the notion of healing bad. Like that is my Twitter <laughs> handle. Not my handle, but like my Twitter name. Like I am John Machonsky's healing bad. So has, has the show gone Jokerified? It's. It hasn't. I have, but <laughs> oh no! I showed it to people in the Chooch Discord server. That's what happened. That was the healing bad, is that I sat other people, other human beings down and showed it to them. Indoctrination. Indoctrination. <laughs> and let me tell you, 
I have never felt so vindicated in my life. (laughs) When we were watching that show, and as soon as that dog started sneezing and everyone else in that call started laughing, I was just like, I'm normal. (laughs) Either that or everyone else is freaks, but you know what? That's okay, because, you you know, I'd rather rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. That's what I'd have to say about that. So... The last two episodes were a two-episode arc where the girls go on, like, a... F- it's not really, like, a field trip. They kind of, I, I don't remember if it was a field trip or just, like, a day trip. They go to some artist's, like, showcase. And, of course, the pathogerms show up and start infecting the art. It's, like, pottery. <laughs> what? But, yeah. But then the other two, but then the, like, because there's three different people that are, like, in charge of the pathogerms. There's, like, the big buff dude, there's a twink, and then there's the sexy lady. So they all attack at once. Um, The buff dude attacks the pottery, the twink attacks some flowers, and then the girl attacks just, like, a lake. Or no, it's a river, excuse me. Oh, lake. A river's still funny, I mean, that's just... No, I mean, but, like, like... Infecting a river is pretty like oh god that's, that's bad you know, that's real that's bad, bad. Yeah. infecting plants that could get pretty bad and then like you could just like wipe down pottery like like <laughs> they have like just get some Clorox wipes what are you doing like anyway so oh, the girls are very overwhelmed they are trying to figure out how to handle this and they end up splitting up but because they're not together they get their asses beat and there's just like there's all these scenes of just like the girls are like oh no i mean like especially the leader girl i'm I'm gonna have to i have to i have to open my notes to remember the names of these characters because it's like the the show just like like it's 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 harmful um (laughs) it's fucking harmful uh no, no, it's not Michio. No, Michio's the fucking news nerd. What the fuck, M- Notica? Notica is like I can't go all out in my fight because I might break the pottery and just all this shit. And then eventually they end up defeating the pottery one first because they like split up and then they regroup because they're like, no, we're stronger, we're stronger together. But then. The longer that they don't take out a pathogerm, the stronger it gets. So the next episode is them fighting the one at the river, and it's very difficult. They almost lose because it's so strong. They let it get so powerful. So then at that point, of course, oh no, if they're going to fight the plant one, it's going to be very strong. It's going to be too strong for them, and it is. It kicks their ass. There's just like a scene of them being like, oh... Are we going to be able to keep being pre-cure? You know, we got our asses beat. And then there's like a whole thing. They, they pretty much just go like, you know what? If we're going to go down, we got to go down swinging. If we're going to lose, we're going to, we got, we got to really try. So it, they just, they fight the last pathogerm and they finally beat it by doing like a try attack. They do like a big, like super finale attack. And, you know, it was, that was cool, but I don't know. Again, I just it, it, the dog was the dog was sick for two episodes straight, and oh my God. I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this I'm gonna say this 
I started a Twitter, which I have not been able to update because of reasons, but I'm going to update it very soon that I'm going to chronicle when the dog is sick in each episode. Like a timestamp? Yeah, I'm going to take mm-hmm. timestamps. I'm going to take screenshots of when the dog is sick. Um, yeah, like <laughs> like Trapito has his home like that, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so the account is sick. Yeah, Pepito is sick. No, the... What's the account called? I think it's this Precure Sick Dog, I think that is. <laughs> I, need to, I need to double check what exactly the Twitter at is. Um, no, it's it's Sick Dog Precure. Yeah, at Sick Dog Precure is the account. Um, again, I haven't posted anything on it yet, but I absolutely will. Um, just, you know, I just need to get the screenshots and the timestamps and all that. I need to make sure that it is absolutely exact. Like, I'm going to – I don't know if I can get it down to the second, but I'll try. Um, this needs to be chronicled. You know, it's it's extremely important that we know exactly when the dog is sick in each episode of, of uh, Healing Good Precure. Um, so – Absolutely. There's there's plenty of horror in each episode. Um and it's just going to continue to to go crazier cuz I, I at the end of the at the end of the latest episode there's the the fucking the the mom of the dog, like there's the, the a mother dog. Um she's like, "Wow, they figured out how to save the day, but there's like an encroaching darkness and like in like her forest grove that she's like laying down in there's a bunch of like creeping pathogerm evil surrounding her so maybe something bad's gonna happen to her oh no there is another thing that i forgot that oh my god i can't believe i forgot this when they were fighting the flower pathogerm like the big super strong one it like shot out i think like a seed or something and it crawled away and then at the end of the episode the seed like infected a capybara that was just around. No. So no. I think the capybara is going to become a villain. There's going to be just what? evil no. capybara like mascot. It's no. fucked up. This show is just insane. The show is not for good people. And I can't <laughs> stop watching it. Happy bar. They do nothing. They're just they just chill animals. Well, this this one's going to like yeah. spread disease, I guess. Oh my oh. god. Oh. <laughs> We're going to see how it goes, because I think they're going to introduce him in the next episode. So we'll see. Well, I hope you don't become as twisted as the Precures, John. That's all I hope. I mean, I I did make a Twitter account expressly to chart the illness of, of an animal. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm too far gone, I think. Well, we'll see. Uh, LV... Oh, yeah, wait. I have watched everything now, so we can talk about fucking uh-huh. anything. Uh, what, what do you okay. want to talk about of the things from last season to get caught up on? Well, Maja recording. Oh, finally. yeah. Yeah, finally finished it. What do you think? Wow. Yeah. Just wow. It's like, oh, I just have questions, you know? It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I, and, you know, which probably can't be answered until whenever it yeah. continues. Yeah, you know. I think it's summer. <laughs> as well yeah, summer okay. now right like i mean that's all that's all i can say about that really um uh, shit happened uh th- some real real bad shit happens yeah. <laughs> uh-huh i thought it was really Seemed grim wild that they animated uh a certain character's hand just blowing off and then being <laughs> oh, reattached yeah. like uh-huh because i guess that happens yeah normal yeah very normal uh it was fun to see mommy sicko mode since mommy doesn't mm-hmm. do anything in original Madoka. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
she went full on sicko mode. Like it was like twice powered sicko mode. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, I'm very interested in this. It seems like there's a interesting narrative going on here with this kind of cult like uh, <laughs> collective. Yeah. About like you know you know conceptually there there might be something good here but clearly not really uh this might be <laughs> this might be actually bad um yeah you when know it comes it, to the liberation of magical it's girls it's the classic um, cult thing right like where they the just go like hey thing. we want to help everyone we have this good idea yeah. but actually we're just give us it, the you know? last four digits of your credit card right <laughs> <laughs> sign up now that's literally what that is you're yeah. actually right. <laughs> Was it was it like this in the game? Yes. Is, is this actually this straight on? Game. Okay, this is but the you game said story. some things were different. Yeah, they, they so portrayed some of the stuff was different. Yeah. Like, uh, uh-huh. let's say, uh, mommy isn't necessarily uh, on board as she is in the game yeah. as she is in the anime, uh-huh. which I think is it's a much better change. I feel this way about uh-huh. like almost all the changes. Uh, yeah. Stand by. I'm still sad that uh, Homura didn't appear and people yelled at her mm-hmm. for using a real gun. I think that's fucked up. I think it's weird that Homura <laughs> and Madoka didn't show up at all because they were very present at oh, this yeah. point. Uh, yeah. But they are probably saving their Madoka blast or whatever. Because uh, you can't just throw Madoka in there, you know? I feel but like... that would make sense if they did show up because they pretty much showed everyone else. They that did show everyone else. <laughs> It's like, well, it's kind of weird that they're like, and then it ends, and then you know we have the little cold tease at the end, and then we're like, uh huh, yeah. uh-huh. like where's where's the other two? <laughs> you know, like they kind of does set up expectations, like oh yeah, now that we have this weird dramatic thing going on, yeah, with their um with them, like now we don't we don't quite have the title or character. Um, that's a little weird. It's good that it wasn't the the last song I really liked. I was glad that they went back yeah, to like classic really twisted Madoka mm-hmm. music. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you got to watch that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the next part. Yeah, it should be really <laughs> good. I really like everything that happens afterwards. Um, uh, the the so- Somali is another thing we can talk yeah. about. Uh, mm-hmm. That was good. That was good. Uh, that was really good. I think it was satisfying how yeah. they ended it. I, I like the little dog goat town. I did. The yeah. End. It was very cute. I th- they were basically wearing a monster hunter getup. Like, <laughs> they at the were. End. Yeah. He was the mm-hmm. hunter, and, and then Somali was the the pelican. Yeah. Her new outfit's so cute. Yeah, it's like a pelican. It's really outfit. good. You're I'm right. Like, wow, yeah. are we, we're not going to see this because I don't know if there's a season. Maybe there will two. be. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But they got like a whole new outfit. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> we only get five seconds of this. <laughs> um. But that's interesting. He basically has like um. So long story short, um, in the final, it's not even a final. It's just like, oh, they got captured. Shit happened. Golem exploded. Literally, he was like, I retire. I'm tired of being nice, and he just lost it. Um, yeah, I guess he is like um, a kind of regeneration defensive response. So he doesn't quite fully like explode, but he's still he's still in pretty bad shape. You know, Again, he lost like, an arm. They, they keep. He lost an arm, and they keep throwing this ambiguous, like, air. It's like, oh, I have little time left. Okay, I don't know what that means. You keep saying these numbers that well, so, so you're going to survive for as long as the series conveniently needs it. I really liked the, uh, the thing that he said that I think is a good way of, like, working that into the story lore is, like, so the whole reason he's scared is because he's, he's, like, a very old golem, and golems all live yeah. to be exactly a thousand or something like that. Yes, for, yes, that specific number, yes. Um, 
but then like towards the end he's like not sure how much longer he'll live because he would be counting right. obviously because he's like a right. robotic type yeah. guy yeah but he like, knows exactly yeah. he doesn't know anymore because he's like this is taking into account that he's doing all the forest stuff he should be doing right, <laughs> but he right, has just right. been fucking around like doing right like being a dad yeah. instead so he's like i don't know what this means anymore like he's been he's been putting his body through tremendous amounts of stress compared to like what golems usually do yeah which is literally just chilling most of the time yeah um like what he did was uh not normal circumstances where like his body went full-on like ex you know like rage defensive mode um exploding to tentacles sure uh, yeah. <laughs> like roots i guess tree roots i guess um and um yeah, it's that's I mean, it's like a nice like classic like we're if we're gonna if we're getting into anime here, this nice open ended question of like yeah, I think yeah, they did a good ending this... right like huh? I think they did a good yeah. like ending to be of like something like this that is something that continued in a written form, but like even if they don't get another season, it's like they accomplished like a good endpoint for like yeah. what you could see like in an anime right. I think as opposed right. to like a lot they, of things they, they yeah I think they they did a good classic um thing of like framing it in such a way or like now this is over there's now the manga you know like it's yeah. like i think they they, they kind of did that like it's it's a good anime endpoint but also like it's, it's it was a good segue of like oh yeah now you can read the manga if you want to because that exists and this is what this is based on like you know here's here you went through that long 12 episode preview of what's more to come so <laughs> you have something else to look forward to if this doesn't get renewed anyway you know um yeah it's a it's a good series highly highly recommend it overall and then, you know it's complete now, so you can you can watch it in full if anyone wants to. Yeah. If you, if you want some if you want some you know if you want another kind of interesting take on like fantasy stuff and um, acute developing father daughter relationship thing going on a realistic child a realistic you know, child great. like that's the thing that really stuck out about me to this all the way to the end of it realistic like, child the only uh, realistic yeah. child in anime are <laughs> the only yeah yeah the only one like it's, it's major flaw really is kind of like the background like the underlying background issue of like fantasy racism yeah. and it's just kind of not great in a lot of parts it's just very lazy and it's like uh like there's some parts where it's done really well. Again, like you know, like it's the like Harvey a hammer. Episode. Like yeah, <laughs> they they use it okay sometimes, but like then the rest of the time it's like the, dropped it. Like but the fucking, old axolotl lady said the racism was the song. racism song. I'll never get over the racism song. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? She really sang that racism song. That was a children's <laughs> nursery rhyme? Question mark. Oh man. I, yeah, and then, like oh. some, I didn't. No, that's been hummed throughout like the series, and no one knew the actual lyrics until no that one point. knew about that the song <laughs> no was knew. racist. No one knew it was about eating people. <laughs> oh. uh, it's a, you know, it's a beautiful. Otherwise, it's a good series. Like, but again, it, ha it suffers. Like, yeah. it, there's moments where like it just falls into lazy fantasies, racism, storytelling. Um, you know, like I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like a tricky thing. Honestly, if you think about it, like I don't know how. I think, like, a lot of settings, you know, in games, too, like, where, like, fantasy racism is just the go-to, like, how are we going to create conflict between these interesting mm. groups of people? And it's not, like, 
it hasn't changed in years, and it's like it, it still becomes like a very difficult and kind of problematic allegory when racism exists in real life, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why no one wants to deal with it. No, you know when when people like you know like if I'm gonna segue a little bit, like you know like some people don't want to deal with that when they play a Dungeons or Dragons game. So it's like, oh yeah, you got to be more creative and figure out how to do something that makes things enjoyable and not uncomfortable for people, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to change a lot of these conventions that unfortunately have been written in text for so long and in fantasy conventions. So I get it. It's like a hard to do. A, a, a legitimately more insightful and like thoughtful interpretation of like how you know like creating conflict in a fantasy setting, but like you know, not uh, trying to avoid like those uh, trying try to avoid those typical tropes again. You mm-hmm. know where it's just like ah, oh, this is just this is this is the same thing. And it's just like uh, um, like it's difficult. Like I can't even think about that right now on the spot. Listen, like how I, would I do that? I, I, right? I got a good you know? example. Is like I think that the way that uh, Magus Bride does the way that the fairies treat everyone. Uh, oh yeah yeah actually like, that's a good example yeah the, they use the fairy term as a big umbrella for like a lot and lot of species and stuff like that um and mm-hmm. the way that they interact with humans isn't is like either they can be really nice or they can just be twisted because they're twisted but it's never in a yeah. way that's like well i'm twisted to them because of x reason or something like that it's like right, this is right. just the way i am okay fuck it like right. it's, I, I think it's yeah, a good right, way to right. create that conflict without making it like well, no, I did it because of the racism that they did to us and then the <laughs> what, stuff like this or whatever. It's like they're right, very clear. Right, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good People that's act good normal, let's say. Right, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like what they do in that one where it's like, saves a child. You monster, get out of here. Like it was... Right, like, they literally saw her. Yeah, it's just just silly. Like it, it, it was, that, that's the problem too. It was, like, it was just blatantly cartoonish at points where it's like, yeah. I don't... Like if if this was a thousands year thousands of years like a problem like I'm pretty sure we would have glimmers of people who kind of have better sense and like approaching this topic you know yeah. like I don't I don't that's 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 kind of weird to me that the, the setting establishes that this was a problem for so many and nothing changed on that that's like a little odd that's a, that's interesting and like especially applying like you know like the idea of like humans being you know dwindled down that's interesting how there was no like response to that sense that's very odd um but yeah overall i, I do recommend that series still it's it's still a good series as for the points i mentioned like you just if you want to feel things this is one of those series i guess <laughs> yeah yeah not to not to like keep going at this but like i think like the the thing that you, you raised actually a good point that made me think about it like the the problem is with all of these narratives is that when they position this stuff you either have purely the sympathetic main characters and yeah. then no one else and just yeah, the antagonistic point and there's they never show like the elements around where like there's never a person in a background who's just like you know like it's fucked up what we're doing or like what some people do or something like that like it mm-hmm. like right. that's a good way to like build the world and stuff like that instead of just having these cartoonish people like if you had like aspects of the society where i think they can even make a stronger case there where it's like they could have people who are like saying like this is a fucked up thing that people do or this maybe that was a bad thing people did in the past something like that or something like that uh right. and then they like say something like that but then they just enable these bad people to keep doing the bad things or something like that that would be a, a better right. allegory for racism i think honestly. right but like there's never that it's just like we haven't people seen that are so twisted like- animals and just uh Right, we haven't seen that so far. We've seen purely the altruistic, like, Oni brothers who's tagging along with them yeah. so far, and, like, but we don't see anything else. We've seen the, the again, like, that's why I thought the Harpy, like, when they met the Harpy and that human partner, like, um, 
was good was good and that we didn't need to go further than that like i thought it was good because it showed like a great point of like those two being stuck together like because of that man's like past it's like i thought that was a good example of like it being nuanced where like you know he's he's now trying to figure out how to like help her despite all that issues they had in the past with each other where like he killed her mom <laughs> yeah and like his own town like like you know now he's kind of facing the consequences for that and like living with that um and you know like wherever they're gonna go next right like i thought that was a good example of those two characters yeah. probably imbibing that well but everyone else wasn't really you know yeah. like yeah after that <clears throat> they just <laughs> uh, racism saga <laughs> racism saga uh, all right i think that's i think that covers everything with that i still enjoyed it ultimately yeah but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um let me talk about one thing and then i'll let john talk about some other insane bullshit uh, <laughs> which is i'm just gonna talk about art real quick arte i think it's just art arte or art um so art is like it's just an anime in the renaissance era about this woman who wants to get into art like painting and such but uh sexism and such yeah i hate when that <laughs> yep. happens it's very hate when it happens. it's very <laughs> it's very heavy-handed with it but like at the same time like i i don't know how else they could be with it at times like because it is just sure. starting out and they are like branching out as it goes and like it feels like it's almost on the cusp of being manic pixie dream girl but mm-hmm. I think they do enough with it by having both of the main characters be like talented uh, in their in different ways or whatever like that. And each of them is helping each other out in a way, I think that's like more beneficial, like for like the one like it's it's mostly about her, basically, like mm-hmm. uh, so, it, it, yeah, like I said, it's a little heavy handed, but uh, I, I think it's good. Um, it's very nice to see an anime that is set in like real history instead of fake Europe, like it always is. Like this mm-hmm. is this is real uh, France, uh, Florence, and uh, like it's it's real shit. Like my favorite part of it is that I look around every episode and I go, "Oh my god, there's that building from Assassin's Creed 2. I need to climb it right now. <laughs> I know all of these buildings. <laughs> like, oh, look at that window. It's perfect. I just need to <laughs> jump on that." <laughs> shutter it's really like it's really nice to look at i think they really did a good job like like i said like i recognize all the buildings the the like the way they're drawing them all it's like perfect they really nailed it um uh the weird thing about this is this is a universal anime uh so they show the universal films logo every time like the (laughs) (laughs) it it is wow it is surreal (laughs) like because they play that and then they play the funimation bit that like whatever opening bumper it's just like it's really weird it feels like it feels like i'm watching high art or something when i see that before (laughs) even though like i mean it's not like universal is very high art or anything but you know what i mean like it's very it's it's the feeling you get of like you're about to watch a movie but you know you're not yeah and it's so weird it feels very strange um i think it's really enjoyable i think the main girl is very like fun i think she has a good attitude that is more realistic than just like uh like she's very just passionate and trying to do her thing uh and that's why i feel like i said like it's on the cusp of being like oh here's the magic girl or whatever because she fucks up a bunch or whatever but like she's still like trying and like her the dude she's working with like respects her he's like this old grumpy man named leo and i was worried at first they were trying to make it leonardo da vinci but it is not 
So. <laughs> no, I think, from my understanding, like how far the series is, like he, Leonardo da Vinci does show up at some point as oh, his own shit. character. Okay. Oh, boy. They better make him yeah. gay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hope so. Um, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I think that that is, it's just fun. Like I said, like I think the thing that I'm really appreciating it is I have watched so many anime that are fake Europe, fake everything, like <laughs> that's just this homogenized <laughs> art style that is like buildings that mean nothing so, like a great example of it is uh, uh bookworm right uh the mm-hmm. book isekai mm-hmm. which i like but it's like this is a homogenized idea of a european thing from this era not this very specific european time like this very specific thing with very specific artistic sensibilities and aesthetics and lifestyle right. stuff like fashion uh, yeah like yeah. the thing i really liked was like in the second episode or in the third episode, they were talking about how, like, th- this is a real thing that I really liked that they, they were talking about, is, like, the carnival was happening. Uh, and the yeah. carnival yeah. was the day when, like, you could get away with so much shit because the church was basically, like, just, like, this is the free day. This is the free day. You mm-hmm. can do anything. So people were doing, like, dissections and stuff like that. And artists would, like... <laughs> go there to draw the dissections and stuff like that because that's the only time you could ever see that because dissections were not allowed by the church mm-hmm. and like i thought that was like a really interesting thing to like talk about like they're exploring the setting and like stuff like that in a way that like a lot of these shows who use like a time period or setting like as like a backdrop would just use it for flavor like they're there like nailing what it meant to be in this time uh and not just like having a concept and just having a set dressing for it. Like I think that they are really working with it. Uh, what I really loved about Vinland Saga in particular is their um, the, the 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 often talked about detail of like the conflict between actually different religions. Yeah, which is something that like you know when people often talk about things like pre like really early antiqu- you know, antiquity like european history like it gets really confusing because it's just a bunch of territories and then it's very easy to homogenize and like oh yeah vikings like no there actually were different like different like proto-european groups that you know were not just like exclusive to like scandinavians like no there were like the the britons the, the english those were those were actually distinct things at some point you know like there, there were different like european groups just out of like pre like england alone um and i thought that was like really good like how thorough like detail into yeah. the research that the uh, creator went into about like talking about that conflict you know yeah like um, all the denmark stuff was like it was really interesting because like you saw that like interrogation of like the faith between Kanu and like yeah. his father and he's, right. it was, yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah. Like the clash between Christianity, um, the Christianization of like around that time and versus like people who are still, you know, doing pagan worship, you know? Um, yeah. And all the King the, Arthur like, the stuff form. too, right? Like the Arturian, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. I want more stuff like that. <laughs> I got both of these. <laughs> like, I really like both of these things. Like, I think it's great when like, like, I think my favorite things that happened, like, a reason I love Monogatari is the stupid little fucking tangents they go off of sometime about, like, some historical thing that they talk about, like, about Japan or something like that. That's, like, very niche and specific. And I go, wow, I learned something that does not matter at all, but it is cool to know about. <laughs> like, I, that is one of my favorite things when I watch something to happen. Uh, especially when they are able to integrate it with the themes very well, like they did in the right, saga. Yeah. And I think with this too, like the way that they, they were able to explore that, that topic of dissection and stuff like that and how it relates to artists specifically. Like I thought that was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. Good stuff. 
John, you can talk about something twisted now. <laughs> what you, what's, what's your next twisted topic? Next twisted topic. All right, so I'm going to introduce a new twisted uh, – a new thing into the twisted pantheon. We, we got three that I'm guess, I guess I'm going to keep up with now. Um, I truly feel like I am just bringing pain and suffering into this – into these conversations, but I guess that's my job. So the new season of Yu-Gi-Oh! started. Um and I was, I felt like, again, again, I showed it in the Chooch server. So, I guess if you want to watch dumbass children's anime, join the Chooch server at thegamezone.zone. Because I'll show it. Um, so, this season is about Rush Duels. Which uh, Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched the first episode with you. Yes, so Rush Dueling is the new form of dueling that they introduced in Japan. So in America, we have speed duels, which is completely separate from rush dueling, because speed duels is just if you have played or have looked into the um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links mobile game, it's that. <laughs> they Very <laughs> extremely different things. Speed duels, rush duels, nothing alike. <laughs> nothing alike. In In speed duels, it is just... It's the same cards as before, but they cut out a bunch of cards that wouldn't work because it's less life points, a smaller deck, a smaller playing field, etc., etc. It is just it's like it's a bunch of rule changes to like simplify the game in a way that like sort of makes it a little more tenable and also a little quicker, which is yes. strange to me because Yu-Gi-Oh is already a really really fast game. Mm-hmm. But I think like it actually helps rebalance it in a way that's really interesting. Yeah. Rush duels are a new thing, and it's fucking insane. So I guess to explain what <laughs> rush duels is, it's it's it also is three monster zones, three spell and trap zones. Um, I don't know if it's a smaller deck, but I kind of hope it is because you start off with five cards in your hand, but you also draw your first turn. So it's pretty much you start off with six, and then your opponent has five and draws on their turn. Um. And you can summon as many monsters as possible each turn. Like, if you have three level four monsters in your hand, you can summon all of them. And then if you have a level eight monster, you can tribute two and summon that right there. And then you can just summon another level one monster. And also at the beginning of every turn, you draw until you have five cards in your hand. So actually, yeah, I guess... Oh, that's really strange. Um... Anyway, it's just it's it's overwhelming. It's really overwhelming to see and it seems extremely unbalanced and I think it looks kind of unfun to play. Have you tried it yet or no? It's physically impossible to try it. Uh I don't think that there's any like I, I don't know if they've done anything for like Yu-Gi-Oh Pro or any of the like online unofficial um games, you know, like Dueling Book and all that, and it is not coming out in America. They have said the the <laughs> outside of Japan, they already have speed duels. Right, the right. Rush it's, duels. It's a brand new set. That's right. I, I mean, yeah. you could still probably do it with existing cards. You cannot. There are I mean, so there are so many different cards. You can do cards. whatever you want. I mean, technically you could, but it's this is, this is free play, man. They have added so many new cards that explicitly work with the rush duel format that it's not even the same game. I would say. Um... So the story is that this kid, this plucky young boy who is a duelist, 
wants to introduce rush dueling to the world. He invented a brand new way to play the game, and he just wants to show it to the world. So he keeps trying to hack his dual disc, which is it's 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 an alternate universe. This is not a Kaiba Corp dual disc. This is like some new vill- seemingly villainous company that made dueling. Um, it and seems so like he's an like incredibly like post dysto like dystopian future even more dystopic future where everything at this point is just kind of normalized and playing Yu-Gi-Oh is also the law. Yeah, like like for example, he's trying to hack this dual disc and there's just like this robot, like this like drone flying behind him that's like if you don't stop doing this in 6.66 seconds, we will oh. We will ban you from dueling, and he just keeps like fucking up, and he's not able to do it. And it's like if he if he fucks up one more time, his his account will get banned, and he won't be able to duel anymore. And there's like another scene where like kids are like hanging out behind the school, like trading <laughs> cards, and the drone flies over and is like, "You're not allowed to do that. You need to get express permission from one of us if you're going to all, trade cards." All trades, all trades need to be authorized through a third party. Yeah, it's like it's so stupid, but. So he wants to introduce rush dueling to the world, like a, like a fucking, it's it's like it's like, like, like a, fucking, a true socialist champion. Yeah, it's it's so. This like rival character shows up. I don't even remember their names because again, this is so overwhelming. And he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna bring you to this cave where if you show the <laughs> dual, ma- if you show the dual master." How to do rush duels? Maybe it can become official. And there's just like this projection of a man, like a who kind of looks like Yugi, but not really. It's just like some kind of like OC. And they Wasn't end it up Kaiba. He looks like an OC. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> looks like a combination of Yugi and Kaiba. Um, oh man, it's their child. Wow, maybe okay. yeah, maybe maybe it's like a descendant. They finally accepted it. Okay, yeah. that's why I'm saying it's like a weird like post dystopia because you, you know five Ds is when it gets like extremely dystopic. Yeah, and, and like uh, dual dual monsters becomes capitalism, and then like it's the law, and police will chase you down if you do illegal duels, and then eventually yeah. it just started taking place in a through in a fucking. In, in VR chat instead, but now we're back in the real world. Yeah, it's it's weird because it seems like that they're trying to do some kind of different thing, and I yeah. think there have it's, been it different like really, timelines really and shit. Moved. Yeah, but so then they do the rush duel, and he wins with just enough time, and then everyone's dual disc becomes a rush duel dual disc, like all around the world, which. That just means that he's forcing everyone around the world to play it. Like, it's... He's hacked the planet. He he's hacked it. the planet. And, I mean, you know, obviously introducing the choice to, to Rush Duel is one thing. But he forced it upon everybody. It's It's just... Like, if you're trying to give people more choice, give them choice. Don't force them to do something else, you know? It's just, it's so strange. He's sick of the oppressive system in which we can only play one style of Yu-Gi-Oh. So he's making a new oppressive system where you can only play one style of (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. He commits radical change so you can play sick Yu-Gi-Oh that has fucked up crazy rules. So you can play worse Yu-Gi-Oh that's imbalanced and bad. (laughs) That's already bad in their world. It, it it's is, already but it's bad worse. in this world too, so it's worse. 
I think for us dueling seems worse. So then the second episode was him dueling his friend, and it's not, nothing really crazy happens. I mean, they do another rush duel, but secretly he taped the duel and uploaded it to the internet, and everyone's like, oh, wow, rush dueling, that's crazy, I want to do that. And then the evil company who's run, like, (laughs) I can't even describe the, like, boss of the company. He's got, like, this weird, like, he's, like, a villain, like, he's got a mask and a cape. Like, all of his henchmen have, like, (laughs) clocks on their face. They look like toku villains. It's, which, which, that is pretty good. That's pretty fun. But... I I don't know what they're trying... Like, I mean, obviously, they're trying to make people buy these new types of cards. But it's just... It's so weird and, like, unappealing, to, at least to me. And it, it feels like they're trying to push it on even younger kids. Because, you know, like, the original Yu-Gi-Oh! They were in, like... High, they were, like, high school age. And then, you know, like, GX, I think it was kind of high school age. And, like, et cetera, et cetera. It felt like they were, like, around, like, their later teens... This show, they're straight up in middle school. Like, I like they're like 11, 12 year old kids in this show. So, and actually, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't know what age, actually, what age is J- middle school for Japan? Because that might be younger, even, right? I'm not sure. But at the very least, yeah, they're in middle school. They, they're definitely young kids, is the, yeah. is the way they're portrayed. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to present rush duels as like an alternative for younger kids. So, they, <laughs> but it just seems so much more like it seems so overwhelming. Like I feel like if I was a kid and it was like that, I'd be like, "Oh God, this is too much." I just like well, I, they I probably know. hey they don't have to worry about the burden of knowing too much about Yu Gi Oh. That is a burden that I have, and yeah, I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't give that onto a, a child. I would not have to. I would not want to explain to a child what missing the timing yeah, I, is. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can totally understand them wanting to do a more like streamlined, simplified format. This one is incredibly bad, but you know, I'm I'm also not the target demo for them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even in Japan, so who knows. I feel like it'll come over eventually in some form or another. Like, it's, like just saying it'll never come out in the West is, like, very silly. I mean, I think that it's because the... I mean, who knows? They they said that they want speed duels to just succeed, and I don't think speed duels are succeeding at all. Whenever I go to a store, whenever I see... Well, yeah, it's a bad format. It's a bad format, and, I mean, it's it, fine it works, for a mobile it works game when it's mobile, free. Yeah, it works in the mobile game it's designed for... Because, like, you know, you don't really have an alternative otherwise. But when you have, like, when you have, like, actual full Yu-Gi-Oh, which has way more strategy to it and a lot more options, it be, like, it it is just kind of the lesser of two choices. Yeah. And, I mean, they've they've actually, like, updated Duel Links. I don't think they've they've put out a new Speed Duel set in, like, a hot minute. It's been a while. They regularly put out cards for that. Exactly. Yeah, they update uh they update Duel Links very regularly and you know, they're still updating the regular Yu-Gi-Oh game. Like a new structure deck just came out. There would be a new main set in like a week or two if the virus wasn't happening. So 
you know, they've been updating things very frequently for the main game, and, I mean, honestly, I feel like if they brought Rush Duels over here, it would not be a terrible idea, because then they could just get rid of Speed Duels and just be like, look, if you want to do Speed Duels, it's on the mobile app. We are not going to keep printing these cards because nobody's I, I buying them. I don't think people would play it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think people would play it because they want to play new cards, but I don't think... I, I think as an alternative to the... To the game, like, people know it's mm -hmm. not super appealing. No, I don't think it is. I mean, I think they would have to, like, try to explicitly market it to kids, and then even yeah. then, like, I don't think kids are that into that, you know? Like, I don't... It's it, it's because even the people who make Yu-Gi-Oh! are sick of making Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't blame them too much, I don't think, but, you know, it's just... I just... I, it's, it's very, very strange. How long is the? How old is this franchise at this point? Is this like uh, 20, oh God. About twenty years? If, yeah. If thirty. If, uh, the, thirty years. The, the yeah. day that we are recording this is the twentieth anniversary of the first episode <gasps> of the anime. Wow. So Ooh, which anime? Wow. Which anime? The Yu-Gi-Oh anime, like the original There's Duel Monsters. Not zero. The, the what you're talking about. I don't think so. I think it's the. I think it's like the original like Duel Monsters one. I don't think it's like Yu-Gi-Oh okay. zero. So, I mean, it's a bit older than that then, because there was, like, that, there was the original, like, Zero, where it's, like, you know, just Yami and mm. not about the card game, and then there's the manga before that. So I would say probably, like, 25 years old, maybe, around then. Mm. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about the card game, it's about, it's about 20 years old. Yu-Gi-Oh! released March 6, 1999. Don't know what date that is. <laughs> don't know what date that is i love when there's just a date there because like i want to tell you right now like there have been a few things when i've been doing research for like games on the game podcast or something when i'm about to like say some bullshit mm -hmm. i'm like let me not talk out of my ass and then it'll turn out that i am talking <laughs> out of my ass or i guess wikipedia's ass because the thing yeah. google will pull up for the little thing or whatever on the release date won't be fucking true like it'll say like something came out like march 16th and you go to the page and it was like it was announced on march 16th and it's like oh thanks for that guys like fucking who needs to know that yeah so uh it was originally serialized for shonen jump on september 30th 1996 oh like okay 24 year old series mm -hmm. it's a full-grown adult it is oh god to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Almost well, so close to being able to rent a car. Mm-hmm. Let me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hope it's doing okay. Well, it doesn't sound like it's doing okay. Oh, That's what God. I'm getting from you this conversation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hope they're 25 is better. Yeah, let's all hope. <laughs> um, yeah, when they can rent the car. Yeah, I, I don't like this new show. I don't know how long I'll keep up with it. If if if. if this gets a good response about me feeling like I, I'm going insane, then sure, maybe, but I don't know. It's dumb. <laughs> we want your health to be fine. <laughs> uh, Since you're healing bad anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm healing bad. <laughs> we don't want to compromise any more of that. Yeah. Uh, LV, do you yeah. want to tell me? I didn't know there was an extreme hate of Tower of God uh, that you say here. I'm not oh. surprised, I should say, but I, I think I thought I enjoyed what I saw. I thought it seems very high budget, yeah. uh, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Tower of God is an adaptation of a long running line webtoon um, 
um, by a Kore- you know by a Korean artist. Um, and basically, just to sum up the story, very in a very simplified way, is that it's basically like um, this this guy going through a gauntlet of stuff, cli- literally climbing up a tower, trying to compete with these other people in order to reach to the top to achieve his goal. Like one of his things is that. Um, not to get too much into spoilers, but one of the things like he has this, he had this particular relationship with a woman named Rachel, and like he has some sort of connection with her that he hopes to revive. You know, for some reason she's not around; she might be dead. Who knows? They haven't revealed that up to this point. I'm not going to go further into that. Um, but essentially, like, yeah, this is um, this is part of like quote unquote Crunchyroll's original series um, uh, lineup for this year, this season. Which again doesn't make sense because some of the stuff they're doing. Um, is adaptations, so I don't know what they really mean by that. I think they want to say really that they're kind of like exclusive with it, or like they have produ- production control over it. I think that's what they mean. Um, but yeah, like from what I've seen so far, and I've, again, I'm not that far into the webtoon. I'm not like a, a big fan of it, like following it every day and checking updates. You know, but like from my under from from what I'm familiar with with the webtoon, like I think this is a really good adaptation. Like the art of the webtoon doesn't start off good at all. Like, I'm gonna say it up front, like the, the art is not great in the beginning, and what the anime does with it and how it adapts to it and like how when the art later does improve is really good. I think it's very nice, unique quality to it. I like the wine quality. It's it's really refreshing. I like like the very flat like color palette it has going on for it. Very saturated, kind of acidic in a way kind of very acidic yeah and i like it so far like i, I know some concerns of it but it's kind of confusing so far because it's, it's it's throwing out a lot of these characters and they're like what is the deal with that tall girl and what's the deal with that short guy you know um with all you know like and stuff with world Rain. but so far like it's not confusing i think i think it's pretty straightforward as to what's going on but i'm do seeing like you know and again it's like this is this is i would like to see more anime that does kind of the reverse castlevania thing or you know castlevania is actually an american production i would like to see more anime that's adapting like other foreign material that'd be very interesting to see like that like legwork put into it like how like how would that production workflow adapt something in that form you know and this is a korean work um you know there's a k-pop opening and ending by a particularly popular group called stray kids they're not known in the u.s but they're a big deal my my friends love them so if they are listening to this i'm mentioning stray kids so thank you i I'm sorry. This is like an invasive fan cam, but like in audible form, because I'm mentioning a K-pop group. So I will stop there. <laughs> We're done. We're done with the K-pop second. But anyway, um, like I, I think this is like a pretty, yeah. I think this is a good series of art, even like notwithstanding that it's an adaptation. So a lot of comments I've seen are kind of like, in terms of negative backlash, it's it's very like again. I think. I think, again, like, as I've said, this is just a classic example where I think anime fans can't be trusted with opinions. <laughs> but we have good opinions, so that's, we're different. Um, and um, I, I, I think I think people really hyped up this show, and there was some disappointment with that. Like, I think people who've never read this webcomic before were like, what is this? Ooh, ooh. Um, and the deep, fan, the deep fans of the series really hyped up, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the next big thing. And I think, personally, it might be. Like, I, I know something about the first episode was really strong. The second episode wasn't that – was a little slow, was a little weird. But the first episode, I think, was very strong and kind of with the potential. It's a very beautiful yeah. show and very – like, I don't know what people are saying about, like, oh, this is, like, a cheap budget. I don't, these people have no idea. Like, there's cheap a lot of people budget. who watch like, anime. What? Like, it is animated Are you talking so... about – I hate when A lot of people – there's a lot of anime viewers who, like – keep talking about like animation on a technical level and they have no idea what they're talking about like Like, style is very different from like like chosen deliberate style is very different from like actual like you know like technical soul like how like there was a lot of great i don't know i don't know what they're on um it's it's just like an excuse to find a way to justify 
the fact that this thing doesn't look exactly how I want it to look. Yeah. So they say some bullshit like, oh, there's no budget to this or whatever. Mostly because pretty much all anime is done on a pretty strict budget. Right. <laughs> right. There's a difference between not liking, like, what clearly is a stylistic choice right. versus, like, oh, they just wanted to make something simple looking. Or, like, they cut corners in a way that looks... Studio Trigger does that all the time. They do, like, an amazing job with cutting corners animation, but it looks good because it matches a lot of times for comedic scenes or for, like, funny timing. Like, it works well. Like, I, I don't know. Like, some of these people have never seen, like, other cartoons in their life. I don't know what they're talking oh wait, and that's a big problem in american cartoons specifically like there's times where it's like you know, the same discourse happens where it's like some people can't tell the difference between like something that actually like looks blatantly cheap it's very obvious when something looks cheap and they didn't like run through a review of rewatching the thing and like this had to be put out last minute versus something where like no they're choosing to like not have a lot going on here because it's a stylistic choice or it's a technical choice you know but anyway the point being is this show is okay i think this show is okay i i do recommend it i think especially if one is a fan of the, the webtoon no, no, no I'm hearing conflicting opinions about people who are fans of the comic like you know like they're like oh that's things to be fair and that, that comes with anything like if you're fans of something prior to it being adapted and something that always happens but I think this has potential yeah I don't think like like again like I think with anything that's you new or like trying to do something different like you know we're adapting like a Korean work and not not like a manga or something else um I, we're gonna have like that kind of unfortunate like extreme side of like a, uh, of opinions i think hating on something just because they can yeah. you know just because it's a little different like yeah there definitely is some issues i think with kind of like how the story like the exposition is like yeah it's a little confusing because some a lot of things are being thrown out there you know it's like a little overstimulating but i think this has potential like so far yeah. i just like how it looks mostly i think yeah, it, it like looks, looks good it feels yeah. good yeah yeah it's very i love uh, the lizard man yeah the lizard man <laughs> the lizard man's very good um, <laughs> I already heard fucking Alpaca Man from the streamer Danganronpa, who I see all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hey, Scott, yeah, what do you think potential. about what I just said, actually? I just realized what I just said. I uh, don't... I can't form an opinion. It doesn't... The word streamer Danganronpa with Alpaca Man? I, it's, uh, it's, it's largely nonsense to me. Okay, I was just wondering... If you had any opinions <laughs> on Streamer Danganronpa. Um, I, d I don't know who this is. You, know, you don't have to. It's a, it's a, there's a show that was Streamer Danganronpa, where they took yeah, a bunch of streamers and like, forced them to do a uh, Danganronpa. And one, of, and one of them's an alpaca man. The alpaca man is running it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, instead okay, of a bear. But he's a human God. man gotcha. with an alpaca head. But he, oh, <laughs> I see. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no one died. Why? Because it's a fucking <laughs> twisted show. Oh, shit. Um, that speaks so to twisted. me as someone who's fully terrified now. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Alright, let's talk... Let's cover one more thing. Don't want to go too long. Uh, of course. John, do you want to talk about Apari Ranman? Do we can talk about new things? Yeah, sure. Um, So I've only seen episode one of this. And um, I did really like it, though. Uh, it starts off and it's just wacky races. Like, it's just a bunch of characters all getting ready to <laughs> yeah, race. Yeah, it was wacky races, yeah. It's just wacky races, yeah. I'm a little I'm a little upset that uh, that Dick Dastardly's not in this one, but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay, they they made a mistake, but they can correct it. 
But the rest of the show was just kind of introducing Apare and the uh, the other samurai guy. I don't recall his name. I need to be. But I I I did not take good notes this time. That was my fault. I'm sorry. But I really love the art style of this show. It is a gorgeous show to look at. It is super fun. Um, Apare though, my the one note that I did take Apare, the main character, is just Senku from Doctor Stone, but good. But a good character. <laughs> like um, likable. Yes, likable. Okay. Uh, not mm-hmm. a fucking creep weirdo. Uh, not saying the same thing over and over again. He doesn't look like he got struck by lightning. He does have a fucked up <laughs> character design, but it's just a cheeky fucked up. It's not like Senku where he looks like he's a like a like a an electrified Brussels sprout. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, I, it just started, but it's it's very fun. It's it's got a, I I think it definitely helps that Apari has like a straight man to work off of, like with the samurai guy. Um, like the plot is just that Apari is constantly causing trouble trying to build different devices, and uh, eventually, the the government wants to take him in for his bullshit crimes, and he escapes on a steam powered boat. Which eventually crashes uh, with the, or, or like shuts down with him and the samurai guy on it, and then they end up get, getting picked up by a larger boat, which takes them to America. So now there are just these two Japanese guys in America, and Apare is very good at building devices and like me- mechanized items, and uh, I guess they enter a cross-country race. With a bunch of other crazy characters, and uh, I guess they're going to introduce those crazy characters a bit bit better as it as it goes on. Because again, from the first episode, it was just like Apare and the samurai guy. Um. So yeah, I, I don't I don't have too many opinions on it because again, it just started. But what I saw was fun, and I look forward to seeing more of it. I'm glad to hear that. I need to watch. I watched half of episode one. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna watch more later. Uh, cool. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. Um, all right. Once again, I'm gonna check in on you, Scott. What do you think about anime? What's... I think it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm because I'm, I started this thinking, man, anime is not great, but now I'm fully turned around. This is this is like a uh, routine sanity check around. Yeah, this episode, yeah it's it? like, it like no, how are you holding up? Okay? What do you think about these vibes hitting you? Like, what is? <laughs> I guess I should ask Scott, uh, of the shows that we've talked about, are there anything that you would want to check out? Oh god, I don't know, man. I, if anything, I would probably watch a little bit of that, uh, of of that Yu-Gi-Oh! show, just to, like, see where the (laughs) hell it goes, but also, like, I don't, I, we've had a pretty strange experience with it over the last, like, over the last, like, I would say sometime during last year when we tried to watch through Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Mm-hmm. And we just, like, uh, the episodes just didn't exist anymore. Like, we couldn't <laughs> find them anywhere. <laughs> it was very strange. Uh, but, like, wow, my my experience with this anime kind of begins and ends at, like, the first series. And that's it. And I know so, so little about what happens afterwards. And hearing that it's gone in such a silly direction, I just mm-hmm. want to, like, see a little bit more of it. Sure. Well, it's there for you. 
And that's not... uh, anime will always be there for me. Mm-hmm. As will we. That's true. We'll just keep fucking talking about the anime. Mm-hmm. We're all watching more each season, I feel like, is what I've gathered uh, <laughs> from looking mm-hmm. at this list, comparing it each season as we've gone on. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It's very progressive. We are, it's... Yeah, we're very progressive. We're, we're, we're not becoming more twisted. We are becoming uh, stronger and wiser. <laughs> and, yes. For real. Uh, all right, uh, John, did you want to look at, read us through the uh, opinion yeah. and or questions? That yeah, we, we just got some quick stuff. So, uh, again, if you want to send in an opinion or question, it's videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask. Trixie sent in another opinion here about Sayonara Zetsobu Sensei. Ah. Uh, Sayonara Zetsobu Sensei is a bizarre anime, even by Shaft standards. Being a satirical black comedy, it pulls no punches in its jokes, managing to be very funny while also simultaneously off-putting and strange. There are some jokes that don't land and feel bad, but that's not unusual for a satire like this. It's a great series, but hard to recommend if you're not if you're either not into Shaft's style, which is fully indulgent here, or not into black comedies. Thank you, yeah. Trixie. On that note, I should add, like, because I don't have a lot to say about it, but I, we, we did Kakushigoto dirty. Yeah. We really did. I'm yeah. sorry, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a <laughs> twisted show. I mean, it's kind of twisted, but not in the way that we were implying or anything like that. It isn't, like, a horny show or anything like that. It is basically, I feel like the description of it does it a disservice, I think, when we were reading it, because, like... Mm-hmm. It made it, like, listen, I know, I know Etchy is basically porn, but, like, it, it has a very different connotation to me, uh, where basically this father draws an Etchy, like, shonen manga, and, uh, he is just ashamed of it and does everything in his power to stop his daughter from knowing that that is what he does. <laughs> uh, and it's very, very, very good. Same general vibe of Zetsubo Sensei, I recommend it. It's, it's, it's the same writer, yeah. and they have the same voice actors, too. The same too. fucking voice actors on the show. Like Hideki Kimiya is still doing the main character, yeah. which is good. He's always great being exaggerating his despairing yeah. <laughs> like scenes. Um, he's very theatrical. Um, the only difference is that it's not Shaft, so I'm, I'm interested how it looks. I'm curious how this, this series looks. It's not Shaft. No, but it is one. very much the yeah. same art style, because, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a yeah, manga, the right? Yeah, the like the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's very much yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. It, it looks fine. Like, you can tell it's not Setsuba Sensei level, obviously, because Sat- mm-hmm. Shaft is insane, but it, it, it works just fine, mm-hmm. and the opening and ending are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I recommend it. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for what we said. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> we gotta be careful. We do gotta yeah. be careful, yeah. <laughs> we need to do our research before we just go, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you know what? It's, it's fine. We are adults, and we are happy to say that we were wrong. That's, yeah, that's really that's what matters. Yeah. Alright, we got two questions here. First question uh, is maybe one of the greatest questions of our generation. It's from Kawai Inobu, who asks, If a docile dinosaur moved in with you, where would you take them to visit first? <gasps> oh, man. I feel like they'd really like to go to a butcher shop. Whoa! <laughs> 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 I mean, maybe it you're not wrong. Depends on the dinosaur, really. Yeah, it does. Like, you know, some of them are. If you took a patasaurus, like they'd be like, "What the fuck?" No. Man? no, they would be like, "What are you do? Are you selling me?" Yeah. <laughs> the, now the dinosaur from Gallon Dinosaur just loves ramen. Yeah, that's his favorite. It mm-hmm. does eat meat, though. I don't, I don't think dinosaurs ate that. 
Well, she <laughs> Googled it and there were no results, but he said it was fine, so. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, where would you take it? Abby? I mean, I'd probably sh- I'd probably show them my apartment first, you know, like, oh, oh. would you be fine with staying with me? <laughs> well, like, I don't know if this is the I right think the implication is that you. they have already moved in. Yeah. Yeah. They've oh, already okay. moved in. They understand. They're like, oh, this place is oh, good for okay. me. The rent's nice. Like, I get my own uh-huh. space, you know, everything. Oh, okay. Well, they, yeah, they just showed up. Yeah, again, that, again, that series kind of also, you know, similar premise to Real Kuma and, and Karu, you know, so. Um, but, um, Hmm. Well, I don't know what they eat, so they can't talk though. Like right. the, the, gal- the dinosaur and galvanizer doesn't yeah. talk either. So, so I'm assuming it's the same thing. Okay. Um, I guess I'll. Just, I have a lot of restaurants that. Well, they're all closed right now because of the. Cur- in a perfect reasons. world. Uh, in a perfect world. Is this, is this assuming everything's open and normal? Yes. Okay. This is. Well, yeah, this I is, would walk. This into- is before everything ended. <laughs> or after? Maybe. Who knows? Oh um, yeah, that's optimistic. After. Yeah. After. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe take them and point point them at the fried chicken joint. You know, Ooh. like, hey, do you eat? Do you eat? Do you eat that? They also fried chicken. Like local fried chicken joints have a lot of things in them for no reason. For some reason, they have pizza. I don't know why they have yeah, pizza. Like we're already trying this. I mean, I, I've seen people order pizza from a fried chicken joint when we literally have a pizza place nearby. I don't know <laughs> what they're doing, but they have pizza. They got like you know the mac and cheese. I don't know. They can. Yeah. They can choose. They have options. Also cheap, so that's good. A local staple, yeah. Supporting local business. <laughs> I would eat. I would eat pizza from a from a fried chicken place. That sounds. Like- yeah, <laughs> I, never mm-hmm. I never I had. I never had. I never thought about that. But people do buy them. Oh, you might be missing out. Maybe it's really good pizza. Maybe. Maybe you know it tastes different. No, yeah, I probably guys. should try it. No, I'm gonna go out on a limb and judge them preemptively with no basis. <laughs> <laughs> My answer is the roller skating rink. I would love to hang <gasps> out with a dinosaur Ooh. and do some roller skating. Do you think they'd be good at roller skating? I bet so. Would they fit the shoes? Then you yes. We could get them special I mean, you shoes. Can, you can straps, yeah, straps and skateboards on them. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we can figure it out. It's like... <laughs> Rose, how about you? Um, How about the zoo? And they could see all the nice little animals. Oh no! No, I'm not. That's, no, that's, that's, would that confuse it? No. That's, <laughs> no, that's okay. This is going to be a nice time. It's not going to be twisted okay. or anything. I'll say, do you want to go to the zoo? I'll ask them before it. I'll ask them beforehand if they want to go. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, their first thought is, oh no, they're leaving me. No, here. No, <laughs> no, no. I just think <laughs> I think it would be fun, especially if it's like I don't know if any of y'all's zoos ever did like themed events sometimes where they would have like set up their zoo in a specific way sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? An- <laughs> oh, I, no, I yeah. don't have yeah, a local do. zoo. Uh, well, I don't either. It's in Rhode Island, but okay. that's the one I always <laughs> went to. Uh, they would they would like decorate the whole zoo or whatever. Like one year they just did all dinosaur stuff the whole year. Like if it was one of those, I would. That oh, would that's be great. that's cute. How fucked up would it be if dinosaurs were in a zoo? That would be cool. I don't know. Well, we have a film to show us what would happen if dinosaurs were in a really? zoo. Several films, actually. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how it goes. It could. It could. It could go really bad. Nice. You know. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah, maybe we would get fried chicken, like a nice bucket, a nice box, oh, yeah. and then we would walk all the way to. Yeah, this, there's a really nice big park here, but it's a bit of a walk, so we'll you know walk and eat. It's one of those bonding times. I think it's like a nice, 
leisure thing. And we can just chill at the park. Could, could yeah. you ride the dinosaur to the park? No! Is it, isn't it going to be like If it's gallon small, dinosaur like, size, then definitely not. It's like human size. Well, not human. It's like even smaller than human size. I, I don't know what exactly the dinosaurs are in this anime about dinosaurs. I'm assuming that they're all anime girls. No, but, they're, 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 uh, it's, no, oh, no, it's like no. a little mascot. It's like a little guy. Just a guy. Okay, yeah, he yeah. He looks like a Muppet. Yeah. Okay. Looks like a Muppet. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to assume that they were all hyper-realistic uh, and scale <laughs> dinosaurs. No. He's just a little man. Which I would, lo- I would <laughs> love to ride a T-Rex to the park. Sure. And then lose <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just destroy the trees. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you ready to go on to a final question? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Harlequin Wills asks, which two anime characters from completely different series would have the best rivalry? Oh my god. Um. Hmm. Uh, personally, I think um, I would like to see to the strongest fighters finally have a chance to face each other. And that would be Goku and Shaggy. Mm. <laughs> I guess Scooby-Doo is technically an anime, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Technically. I've, I've been thinking a lot about, like, you know, we were talking about Slice of Life, you know, and, like, that conversation. It'd be interesting if we matched up those, like, different casts with each other. Like, you know, if we had, like, the Nichijo girls and, you know, the fucked up Secret Life of <laughs> High School Boys boys, you know? Like, that'd be interesting to what kind of results that would lead into... Um, I always, I always think about that. Like, huh? What if these people are all just like in the same school? Um, <laughs> seen that often rhetorically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't, I can't say like a specific like character. Well, I, what about character Goku be. and Gon from Hunter Hunter? Because I'm just gonna tell you right <laughs> now. Because the thing is, is Gon could go stronger than Goku just because Gon has no fucking self restraint. Like, oh, Goku shit. gets like, boy, I'm tired, or something. No, Gon, Gon can go stronger than Goku once. Yeah, but that's all he needs. <laughs> and either way, Goku is destroyed forever. Like, it's fucked up. <laughs> Dragon Ball did have a crossover with One Piece, which to me, to this day, is oh, really cute. weird. It's, and it makes sense because they are like one of the more popular. And like, they actually, yeah, they actually won with it. I don't, I don't remember to what the what the events. It's like a real I mean, it's not canonical, obviously, but if, yeah, it's not canonical, obviously, but I forgot what exactly. Was. Oh, it should have been canonical. I mean, Shonen, yeah, Shonen Jump does crossovers all the time with their <laughs> properties, so they let it happen. Um, hmm. All right. Rivalries. I've, 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 yeah, I've got a fucking, I've got a okay. pull. I've got a pull. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Echizen from Nozaki-kun and Seo from Nozaki-kun. <laughs> I said Tanaka-kun, Tanaka-kun Echizen, Nozaki-kun, Seo. I think they should have, like, in a fucking, like, delinquent battle. I think it'd be, like, a friendly rivalry where they're just trying to, like, out-delinquent each other. That's my, that's my pull. But Echizen isn't a delinquent. She just pretends she is. She just respects delinquents. Well, she's exactly, nice. exactly. Seo also kind of isn't a delinquent because yeah. she's just like a beautiful singer. Story just... is about being true to yourself, and she's not being true to herself by pretending to be something she isn't. What if, what if we threw in Kanamori from Isaac? Yeah, Isaac, Ooh. who is not a delinquent, but she's fucked up in her own way, <laughs> and actually would be scary to those two. You know, like I just thought of that. 
she's she's like yeah she's not as a winkwood but she has that intimidating nature that's really funny to me um that would probably scare like those the winkwood characters um Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah, again, like I just think it's it would be interesting thinking about like, oh, what if all these characters like in these school settings just were in the same school? Like, what would what would happen? There's like many possibilities with that. There's so many series. Yeah. Uh, I think that I can't think of anymore. I was trying really hard this whole time. <laughs> What if Naruto had to fight Boruto? Holy shit! (laughs) Oh shit! Uh, (laughs) Who would win? Oh man, never would have. Naruto would win. I've been getting pissed off. Sorry to go on a tangent real quick, but I hate Boruto, and I just have to let it out. (laughs) I think. Wait, have you been following it? No. Have you been up to? Okay. Pissed off about it. It just exists. The series or him? Both. The series or the character? So first of okay. all, here's my real problem I'm going to go with. Yeah. Boruto undermines the character of Naruto to a significant degree. Because we view mm-hmm. Naruto in the original series as he is a basically a budding socialist. We have to examine this, right? Like His belief system <laughs> is purely the betterment of everyone. He lived through a harsh childhood and believes that like everyone should be taken care of and such, you know, so on and so forth. And yet in Boruto, he creates the worst capitalistic society out of the Hidden Leaf Village. He (laughs) creates a point where the video game developers try to unionize. This literally happens. And he tries to shut them down. Like, it is... Man. He is... Naruto turned into a He's sending cops to villages for people who are stealing water filters because they need them to survive. Like, this is... Yeah. You don't think... Like, this sounds fake. This sounds like I invented this. But... Here's the thing yeah. is he, he, he even if he did have even if he did have socialist beliefs growing up he still he still his entire goal was one day becoming an authoritarian leader. That's true, but at the same time, I believe that with his belief system, it was that he wanted to make things better, right? Like, that's what he said from the outset. And I believe sure. that we could there could have been something to this. There could have been an examination of how he failed and how he let the power <laughs> get to his head and stuff. But they don't do that. They still act like he's really good. They act like he's, like, great, but he's not. Well, sometimes when you grow up, you just gotta do hard things, like, accept conservatism. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that whole whole series undermines a lot of the characters and what happened in the original series. Like, the biggest example being is, like, you know, people's... I I agree, like, people's universal disappointment with Sakura and how that was just never... (laughs) Who continues to be just, you know, shoveled and, like... It's like they said, (laughs) long lineage of strong uh women characters who just never get the shit they deserve what was it the song that, like it was like it was like sakura and sasuke uh talk like less than like boruto does to any character in the entire series yeah. that he runs into like he could run into someone who he speaks to twice and they've talked more than like there is like what like one minute in six seconds total of them talking for the 100 and something episodes of Boruto that there are, right. like, and they're right. married, and they're in almost every episode. <laughs> they had children. They somehow had children. Uh. <laughs> um, if it, yeah, like, I just, I really want to go off. I'm sorry, I just had to go off about Boruto. I, I really pisses me off. I, think <laughs> I respect it's a, it's a real it so piece deeply. Of shit. 
Like, it, they should have just kept going with Naruto filler. I would have rather had that than this bullshit. Like, that, I mean, that makes more yeah. sense in retrospect, too. Like, they they had so many great characters, and now they just have Shikamaru's shitty son, who's just shittier Shikamaru. They have fucking... And Shikamaru is already just a version of his dad. Like, they're just doing it again, you know? And then, like, they have Choji's kid. Oh, here's the fat joke. Like, it's just... It feels like there's no blood first like <laughs> like the fact that it's just so kiddied up Garbage. and like it's like fucking brainless naruto there's nothing fun happening it is <laughs> they've made naruto into this monster they made borto into this like completely just like a hack of a person and it's just pathetic i go off I, man Huh. If you like Boruto, tell me why. That's what I'm going to say. That's my opening <laughs> question. Tell, Send your opinions. tell me, because I want to know. Because I don't know a single damn person who likes Boruto. Crunchyroll oh, Twitter would like me to believe that people are watching Boruto. I... I, I know people who are watching Boruto, but I don't hear them say anything good about yeah, it. Why are they like, watching? They're just watching it to Sick. know what happens. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's very, it's very self-flagellating. Oh, my God. <laughs> So yeah, uh, anyways, that's it. Uh, thank you, thank you, John, for reading those uh, questions. <laughs> Anytime. Um, all right. Uh, uh, so so yeah, we finished Tonic Kakoon, so we're on to our next anime, which LV picked. So LV, you want to tell us? I am picking Princess Principal, which was supposed to have its sequel movie this month, but it's delayed due to the pandemic. Oh, you know, reasonably so. Yeah. Hope all those people are taking a good rest. Whatever. So Princess Principal is, you know, long story short, it's about. Um, a bunch of schoolgirl spies and espionage. <laughs> it's very exciting. It takes place in a, you know, speaking of fake European settings, it takes place in a fictionalized version of England, literally <laughs> divided by a wall. So there's like two different territories. So yeah, it's like a steampunk, uh, you know, semi Well, yeah, there's airships, so it is explicitly steampunk. Um, yeah, it's a steampunk world and it's just fun. It's really fun. It has a banger theme song by Yuki Gajira, you know, composed by Yuki Gajira. You know, if you watch Motoko and like other stuff she's composed for. Um, yeah, 12 episodes of it. It's on multiple platforms. So it's pretty good. It's an, it's an original IP too. It's like, it's not based on anything. Um, so yeah, like, like, you know, on the movie that was supposed to come out, the movie takes place after the series. So again, it's not out anyway, so don't worry about it. But, but they were planning on doing a whole series of multiple movie sequels, which is insane. I don't know why they went that direction, but what we're focusing on now is just the one series we have now. So yeah, that's what we're watching this time as picked by me. All right. Thank you. Thank you for picking it, Elvie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Scott, if you want to watch it, this is a little more exciting, I would say, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think my only content warning for it, you know, just because we're doing what, um, there's like two episodes where they focus on the backstories of two characters and like child abuse, ab- abuse, child abuse is like, again, a focal point with them. So that's just something to be noteworthy of. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, it's a general action series. So there's that expected violence and blood. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kicks ass. But but those are just two, two like, that's just something I wanted to bring up in case. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. Thank you. Because um, I would have not thought to ask you. So I'm glad you, you thought about that. <laughs> you, yeah, we, we should, I... it, po- it pops up at some point. I, I, it's hard for me to tell because the series is presented in a non-chronological way. Um it doesn't matter how you would watch it, but of course, watch the last episodes that are meant to be the last episodes, I would say. <laughs> but it's, um, it, I, I don't know, it doesn't, it, it shouldn't really influence your viewing impact. Maybe I'll watch it this time in chronological order, 
because I watched, you know, when I watched the series, I watched it in the non-chronological order it was presented as, but yeah, there's two ways you can watch the series. Um, yeah, so that's what we're focusing on. Princess principal. And principal as in, like, a school principal. And princess as in princess. Just to make that clear. <laughs> and uh, you can find it on Amazon Prime. And Apparently, high yeah. Dive. They got the Amazon. And High Dive, right? yeah. And High Dive. So. Uh, all right, I guess that does everything. Uh, thank you for joining us, Scott. You can plug you. whatever you want now if you'd like. Sure. Uh, I'm I'm Scott B. Scott Blah on Twitter. Uh, I do video stuff here at Video Game Choo Choo. Go to YouTube.com/slash/VideoGameChooChoo. Give it, give it a sub, and tell me what you think, please. I need the feedback, <laughs> please. Uh, I also uh, do a tabletop uh, podcast that is. Uh, it is an offshoot of the Hogcast Speedy Delivery, which is a, the, the number one independent Sonic and pizza podcast. Uh, this one is called Shootcast Jabroni Delivery. It is a tabletop role-playing game where we are playing uh, World Wrestling RPG. I play as the wrestler <laughs> Broken Mike, who is, uh, who is addicted to sadness. Aren't we all? It's fun. We had, um, we had former Chucher... Uh, Jamie on at one point who played as lesbian the rock and we had a really great match together between uh between broken mike and her character <laughs> uh, and I'll, also i would be very happy to come on this again sometime yeah, of course <laughs> i promise i promise i will watch more <laughs> yeah don't worry you need to be you need the gates open for you you know so oh, thank you so much the first baby yeah. steps mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Finally. Does anyone else want to plug anything, or should I just do my normal thing? Well, stay at home. Oh, yeah, stay at home as always. <laughs> yeah, don't go stay at home. Stay, stay don't fuck listen home. to anyone <laughs> telling you otherwise. It's probably a bad idea. Watch, watch our content at home. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Absorb our content while you're staying home if you have nothing to do. Yeah. Only listen, only listen to scientists and medical yeah. professionals and no one else. I assure you. Listen to scientists. Just, just those people. Don't listen to other people. Listen to scientists and video game shoot you. That's it. Yeah. 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 Look like like look at like you know you could yeah of course still absorb your news but also maybe look at you know maybe this is a nice time to look at like oh science like like publications mm-hmm. you know this is this is a nice time to like oh yeah maybe I should double check things just in case but yes listen listen to our stuff if you're bored (laughs) not to get get, like too political but did you hear um did you hear like about the one about those like really ridiculous like i want to go back to work protests but apparently like uh someone who was like uh, the the supposed like organizing websites that were all like focused around those protests uh were all astroturfed by a single person in jacksonville of course Jacksonville, really? <laughs> yeah, Jack- Dude, Jacksonville is a real cursed place. Oh. I say that as a person who has been to Jacksonville and has friends who who have who are from there and love that place. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, just watch anime, everyone. That's all we gotta say. Uh, it's much safer yeah. that way. <laughs> you have us. Uh, I forgot oh, to do a little feature. That as always, you know, if you can get episodes of this show uh, one week early by going to um, Patreon.com/slash/BGCC, three dollars gets you it. Uh, sorry, this one was a little delayed because of real life shit, but you know that's how it is sometimes. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, we still got it to you. You got plenty of content here. Uh, thank you all for listening and stay safe in these, these times, these times, these times. Uh, have a good day. I'm a